Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. To be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? One more week, and then I definitely gonna hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. Mr. A and E, and uh, also joining me is my co-host, not Deion Sanders, but Prime Time. What's up? What's up, Mr. P R I O M E? We are back here with a loaded episode, episode one eighty-seven, as we creep closer to episode two hundred. So this is a loaded, packed episode because so much stuff is going to be happening now. Usually, we record our podcasts on Sunday, but this weekend coming up. We have a like back-to-back pay-per-views. We have SummerSlam on Saturday, and then we have NXT Takeover on Sunday. So, what looks like it's going to be happening is if uh, we will probably record the podcast probably Monday morning or Sunday afternoon. We don't know just yet, depending on how everybody's uh, schedule is going to be going. If there's going to be a SummerSlam party, because I do plan on doing live streams, also. Uh, for 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 these events, the biggest party of the summer. Come on, how can we not? And uh, also this week, I uh, I know we are a day behind, but me and Prime are planning on putting up some of our classic SummerSlam uh, reviews because uh, there are a lot of good SummerSlams, a lot of bad ones. And then I'm going to take Prime's advice and react to some of the you know best SummerSlam matches, worst SummerSlam matches. A lot of SummerSlam reactions coming uh, coming this week also. So stay tuned for all that great stuff. And uh, but we got a lot to get into today. But before we get into that, I want to make sure you guys check out SpacesPhilly.com. SpacesPhilly.com is a production company that we are a part of, right to the home of, of podcasters right here in the city of Philly, especially to you know to, uh, black podcasters, black love, and everything like that. Make sure you guys check out the shows they got on there from Lulu and Plot Plus One, Lulu and Pop Horror Show, Both Sides in the Market Dark Show. You know what I'm saying? Doing business with Mark Randall, one of the newer episodes on there, especially if you're trying to get your um, your business up afloat. And uh, also check out the Nerd Coalition content we have on there as well. The No Gimmicks in the Wrestling Podcast. So me and your main man Prime Time here. Also the No Give uh, the Nerdgasm Talk Podcast with me and Swag on Zero. Turntable Sit by Culture and Beyond with Lady Sketch and Drunk Thoughts with uh, my man Joey and myself is on that podcast as we re- we are recording season two as we speak and re-editing season one. <laughs> So uh, I thought you were going to say with B-Mat <laughs> You're right 
I, yo, I did it yesterday too. It was pissed off. It was great. It's getting over. It's getting over. I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. Drunk thoughts with Groovy Joey and B Mac. Okay. So make sure you stay tuned for that. We are recording. Uh, we're almost done recording season two uh, for the podcast right now. We are seven episodes deep. So by the fall of 2021, so by September, hopefully. We will have the season one up, and then we will debut season two. So check out for all that. Prime actually got featured on one of them episodes as well. He had a good time, didn't he? Yes, I did. I did. I did. Yeah, wait, wait till you hear the one we recorded yesterday. But uh, <laughs> it, it, it was great. Uh, we, we, we were back in the day about, do you remember the Wallies, Prime? The, the what now? The Wallies. Now I don't. Is this you go into a dance, and you know, say and the, the okay, guy. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yes. I was. I'm making sure. I'm making sure it's the right thing. Yes. All right. I got you. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, we had a whole episode about that and other shit. So it was getting good. So make sure you stay tuned for all that content as well. You guys can find all those kind of podcasts on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, amongst a lot of other podcast streaming services. The snippets that we do put up is on YouTube Premium. So check that out, YouTube Premium or YouTube, and also. The No Gimmicks Needed uh, Rewind will be returning this fall, especially when Dark Side of the Ring returns. When he start with the plane ride from hell. Can't wait to see that episode. Even though uh, Ric Flair, I'm going to be painted in a good light, so I don't know how they're going to do a <laughs> Ric Flair. I don't know what side so they're going to get it from, from him on. But that uh, that's all coming in the fall. And don't forget, man, my my co-host, Primetime, not Deion says the Primetime, got to show himself the Prime Nostalgia Podcast you guys listen to every single Friday. And Prime, who we have on this past Friday? Uh, this past Friday, we did a, a Nickelodeon, the best Nickelodeon character bracket. So that's what we did. Yeah, a lot of people to choose from, which uh, we ultimately decided a winner. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of good people on the list uh, that represented the brand over... It's many years. Yeah, I'm curious. I know you're not a, a big, big gamer, but are you you gonna get that Nickelodeon All Stars brawl when it come out? I might. I don't. Actually, I don't know. Like, just because I, I like, if it was like live action characters, I would definitely get it. <laughs> said, li- li- like, I ain't trying to kill fights. I'm trying to. I'm trying to watch Ed get beat up by like Bobby Butnick or something. <laughs> <laughs> That would that would be that actually be, be, be kind of funny, but yeah, it, w- it would you be more know. funnier than watching SpongeBob get beat up because he get beat up in every episode. Oh, I'm so like, gonna whoop his ass when that game come out. <laughs> I, I, I'm just I'm just saying, DLC Keenan and Kel, let's make it happen. Or put uh, put JDF in there so I can beat him up too. I'm gonna stop him. I'm gonna, I'm, and I'm gonna use Nigel Thornberry. Uh, so yeah. Great, great podcast. Check that out as well. Also, check out Prime Conversations, which is making a comeback. I would say this fall, maybe. Uh, this month or next month, season two will be. Okay, I, I did enjoy the Prime Conversations podcast. So make sure you stay tuned for all that. So, guys, a lot of great content for you guys up there. You also, guys, can also get as the you know the summer is about to come to an end. But, you know, we're getting the kids back to school. Why not get them back to school with some of great merch that we have? Because I had to promote the merch in a couple of weeks. But make sure you guys check out the Real Nerd Coalition 
Coalition.com. Uh, Once again, it's the real nerd coalition.com. That's our website. You guys can get get your merch. We're still updating the website, but you guys can get your uh, NC Studio shirts, your NC Level Up shirts, and your mask to fight the Delta variant that is out there as well. So make sure you guys ch get all that great stuff and get your hoodies, man. I got my hoodie. Make sure you get your hoodies out there when uh you know the, the, the temperature drops out there and it gets winter, and we got to deal with Delta and the flu. Because look. We see what Melvin look like, and then them short ribs come. That's the Delta variant. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna get a kick out of that. I knew you were gonna get a kick out of that. Yes. I said I got, I got, I got something because we were just talking about this joint yesterday. So, <laughs> uh, that's great. But uh, yeah, all, all the all the pleasantries out the way. Yo, Prime, we got a loaded episode. We got to talk to you guys about today. And first off, we got to start off with our predictions, man, because we got. NXT TakeOver 36, and we got SummerSlam uh, also. So, I think, should we start with the one that's on Saturday? The biggest party of the summer? All right, we'll start with the one that matters, yeah. Actually, no, let's start with NXT. All right, well, we'll start off with NXT. NXT uh, let's start with NXT TakeOver The End. The, uh, you know what, literally, that's probably what's going to be called, because when we get to that power struggle talk, uh... You know, uh, um, towards the, the end of the podcast, yeah, we, we, we got a lot to talk about in that one. So, we got a five-match card for NXT TakeOver 36, or The End, as Prime, Prime was calling it. And it looks like a, a couple good matches. There is one match that I wish they would have added, but they didn't, unfortunately. That was the Fatal 4-Way Tag Team match for, for the titles for MSK and Imperium and Hit Row and Legato del Fantasma. But it looks like they're going in a different direction with that. Uh, if if they still are, so we got a five match card here. So why don't we just go down uh, the list here? We'll go from uh, least to better. So let's start with LA Knight uh, taking on Cameron Grimes for the million dollar championship. If Grimes loses, Ted DiBiase must become Knight's butler. So we've seen this rivalry play out a lot with Cameron Grimes and LA Knight, and Cameron Grimes has become the butler because LA Knight kind of cheated. Uh, does Cameron Grimes do the full babyface turn, which he kind of already is, and wins the Million Dollar Championship uh, from LA Knight at TakeOver? I say Grimes wins. So that we can get... Deviance is just too old to be in the storyline, to be honest with you. So that's the only reason I got Grimes winning. Yeah, you know what? I don't want him to be a butler need, especially with, with with the Delta going around. So, yeah, I, I, I say Cameron Grimes wins. Is this the end for the LA Knight and Cron, uh, Grimes? This is the end for NXT, so yes. <laughs> if you have any questions about the end, yes, it's the end. <laughs> so, that's so fucked up. Uh, let's go to a singles match for the NXT Women's Championship. Raquel Gonzalez taking on Dakota Kai. So, we see Dakota Kai... Versus a Saray, uh, very aggressive and with a mean streak. Don't watch Dakota Kyle main event because she was definitely a babyface on that show. But <laughs> well, well, I was actually gonna bring this up. Um, a, a lot of people from NXT had main event matches and I guess superstar matches, uh -huh. and they all lost. Bruh, if you can't you can't win on main event, like. <laughs> All right, Vince. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Look, like, you know what? We we will get into it in a, in, in in a bit. But in the meantime, uh, I I have Raquel Gonzalez winning. I think Dakota Kai is going to bump her ass off 
for uh, Raquel Gonzalez. She, she's going to make her like a million bucks. That's Dakota Kai does her job, but she gave her like a legit uh, opponent. I mean, it's a good story going in, obviously, but I really think uh, Raquel Gonzalez holds on to the NXT Championship. Yeah, I think uh, Gonzalez holds on to it, and Dakota gets called up, unfortunately. I'm, I, I'm feeling it also. I ain't feeling it also. Well, hey, everybody that has a match on main event doesn't necessarily get called up. I mean, you know. She lost we, we, to Aaliyah. Aaliyah! She lost to Aaliyah, Okay. I can count yeah, on one but, uh, hand uh, yeah. since NXT breakthrough in 2015 how many wins Aaliyah has had. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, we got a one-on-one match for the... Honestly, all right. Not to be mean. How is she not featured in Denver? Not to be mean, <laughs> but like... She like JTG. Like, she ain't picking up the phone. Sorry. I guess she Yeah, she not picking up the phone. Uh, we got... Uh, a singles match for the NXT UK Championship. Walter taking on uh, Dragunov. Yep. This, I think, is the match of the night. This one I'm really looking forward to. This one, I think they're going to tear the house down. I really want Colorado and Adam Cole to be there, but I think they're going to... I think Colorado and Adam Cole will do too much, too much indie shit, but uh, I, I think this one right there is going to be good. And you know what? I'm going with the upset here. I'm going with uh. The upset. It is a, it, I don't. I don't think there's an upset. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going with dra- dragging off the win, the UK championship. I think it will make sense for dragging off to win, so that Walker Walter can just come over and be a NXT full time, and maybe he he be the next uh, NXT champion. But uh, yes, I would have. I would have him win, but. He also did lose for no reason on uh, NXT, but I, I will have him win the belt. Yeah, that's how I, I mean. I I have the thing look strong on TV, lose the belt, but however, he did lose that matchup to Pete Dunne. Kind of, and, and I'm like, okay, and Walter kind of caused that. So the Walter, yeah, if you want to count that. Yeah, well, I mean, well, me, me and probably get more into it during the Wednesday night. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it later. But, yeah, I got we both got Dragon off on this one. Yeah. Singles match. I for mean, the uh, uh, only reason I got Dragon off just so that Walter can come to NXT. Uh, if he if he's staying in NXT UK, then, then he's, I got him. So if yeah. he don't come over, it's he loses for no reason. Gotcha. We got... Uh, for the NXT Championship, Karrion Cross versus Samoa Joe. Is this even a, a, a thing anymore? Is the if now honestly, if Karrion Cross did not come up and lose to Jeff Hardy in his in his debut and to Keith Lee, I would really want to know what they're going to do. Like, is Joe is Joe come back to put him over and they go back to his role, or is they really going to put the championship on Samoa Joe now? After seeing what happened, after see, after seeing him exposed on Raw, there's no way in hell Samoa Joe's losing this matchup. Karrion Cross is losing this, this this championship, and then he's going to c- finally come up with Scarlett, and he's going to be the next thing on Raw. I'm telling you, that's how it ha- <coughs> that's how it has to happen. I don't, I don't think he's going to be the next big thing on Raw, but he'll be something. Well, he'll, he'll, he'll be something, and they're probably going to act like you need to erase everything that happened between him and everybody else. So, but 
I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to go with Samoa Joe, obviously, to to uh, be the one to take out Karrion Cross. Yep, I got Joe. Uh, I got Joe winning. Yeah, there's no there's no real reason to have Karrion Cross still win. Next up, two out of three falls matchup from 2001. Just two different people. Kyle O'Reilly taking on Adam Cole. The first fall is a singles match. The second fall is a street fight. And if necessary, William Regal says it's going to be a steel cage. So, obviously it's going to a third fall. And it just has to. So, give me the predictions of who you think is going to win, which fall, and uh, how you think it's going to turn out. And could this be... Match tonight, or am I going? Or am I crazy that this day going to probably ending this whole thing up? Uh, I say uh, O'Reilly wins. Um, and I say Adam Cole wins the first one, and then O'Reilly wins the next two. You know, I don't have O'Reilly winning back to back because after. The single, the singles match really bothered O'Reilly according to storyline. So I think he's gonna do anything he can to be Adam Cole in the singles match. Then, uh, the street fight is when Adam Cole gets you know the best of his abilities. He's gonna go out there and we're gonna get all the all the bullshit spots in that singles match. I think we get a Panama Sunrise on the steel steps. On the steel steps. I think we get a Panama Sunrise on the steel steps. Like they bring, How can you protect yourself from that? It, Not a table, but the steel steps? <laughs> I don't know, but I do think that they bring that shit in the ring, or it's off the table, something like that, and they'll give a Panama. They, they're going to do something that's going to be, because the reason why I say that they're going to go straight indie on this is because, first of all, Adam Cole and Colorado got respect for each other. Adam Cole's leaving. I don't give a fuck what they say, what the rumors are saying. And, and how did it work out his deal? Adam Cole, in his right mind, cannot see what the fuck is going on and seeing, like, hold on. I'm going to get lost up in the main roster. Why would I do that when I can go over there with Britt Baker and the Elite? Please. With, with, with CM Punk. And then, look at this company on the horizon, bro. How can you not jump on the rocket when the rocket is taking off? Yeah, I, I don't think that they ended it up, though. You don't. You, you don't think Kyle? You, I don't even have to tell you. You have seen Kyle Wright in in Adam Cole matches before, so you already. Yes, but you seen him win at Ring of Honor, right? What if Adam Cole is in a Brock Lesnar Goldberg type of state of mind to to NXT? What you mean by that? Well, I'm just saying. What if he's like, eh? I don't got to do my greatest. I'm just here to just do. Do the minimum and get out of here, get a check, and lose. No, I, no. First of all, because Adam Cole ain't that kind of worker, and Adam Cole is built on his on his reputation, and even I, okay, you're right. And the thing is, Brock Lesnar does that now because he built a reputation of Brock Lesnar. Same goes with Goldberg. When they first started, they weren't doing that. I was talking about their WrestleMania match. Okay, sorry. Oh, you mean like the Goldberg and Russell and Brock Lesnar WrestleMania match? I mean, which one? Twenty or thirty-three? Uh, Tw- Twenty. Oh no, one. <laughs> no, it'll be a better version of that. But I'm saying like his attitude towards like being there. No, because see, if that was the case, he he would have been did that because he's not working under a, a legit contract right now. Yeah. 
he he's he's giving awesome promos. He's keeping the storyline afloat because the fans are returned on Kyle O'Reilly. You got to keep your stock high when you go to another company. It, it, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So why not have the best damn match you could possibly have? Because first of all, he is already, uh, people already consider Adam Cole having the best match in NXT history. Uh, with, with him versus uh, uh, Gorgano for the championship. Some people may say it's Gorgano versus Andrade for the championship, but still, he had uh, some of the some of the best matches in NXT history. So he has a, he has great stock, and he already knows. Like, look, WWE ain't gonna be for me because if he signs back, there is no more staying in NXT. Not for the, not for what they're trying to do with NXT. He had to come to the main roster, and what was he gonna do? Come there by himself? They are let by a fish go. Ryder Strong knocking on the door. And Cool Kyle is not working. Mm-hmm. And even when I see Kyle O'Reilly, even in Ring of Honor, Kyle O'Reilly is not a main roster kind of guy. He's a ta- <clears throat> Kyle O'Reilly on the main roster is a tag team at best. And you know that. I, do, I, I disagree. I've seen Wait, Kyle O'Reilly. You said, you said what? Kyle O'Reilly, if he was ever to make it to the main roster, is a tag team at best. I I mean, I, you're right, but I wish that we at least care enough to get him like Intercontinental or United oh, no, States. I, I agree. Kyle Wright should be a good mid-carder. Kyle Wright versus Cesaro or Sheamus or stuff like that. Those matches would be dope. But in Vince's eyes, he look at Kyle Wright like this is a tag team guy at best. And that's unfortunate. So, so how do you look at Adam Cole? Nah, he's not going. I'm sorry, Adam Cole's not main event his WrestleMania. I would get out of there, go over to AEW, and and shock the world over at AEW and let them have the like the most awesome 2021 they ever had. That's what I would do. So that's why Adam Cole's going to give it his best. They're going to do some uh, straight indie shit. This match is probably going to go 40 minutes. <laughs> it's probably going to probably be the longest match on the damn card. To be honest with you, and I uh, I have Kyle O'Reilly winning the first match, the singles match, and the cage match. That's how. And if if, if Kyle O'Reilly wins, y'all already know what Adam Cole's decision was. He's leaving. <laughs> so that's that, that. That's how I have Takeover Thirty Six playing out. Uh, okay. Yeah. You guys can post any comments down below if you listen to listen to listen to this segment. Or YouTube, who you think is going to win and who's not going to win, which I think the actual situation is going to be. And uh, but now for those on the podcast, we got to move on to SummerSlam. SummerSlam 2021. We have an eight match card, probably nine match card. Not sure yet. Uh, they are just focused on names at this point for the SummerSlam. Opposed, to, I mean, now there's already now we'll, we'll address this because by the time we're recording this, we don't know what situation is going to be. There is a strong possibility that Bianca Belair and the Sasha Banks match could be canceled at SummerSlam because of quotations unforeseen circumstances. Yep, we, we know what this is, right? Yep, it's COVID. I'm so sick and tired of them. Like, you know, to own your shit. I, I'm so sick and tired of everybody trying to hide behind this. Them ladies probably got COVID. 
Why would you pull both of them for uh, not not have it, but like have been in contact with somebody? Okay, you know, so they trying to just be precautious. Kind of like kind of like the Ben Simmons and Joel and Beef, and they had to stop not playing also again because they, they came in contact with the barber that had COVID. So yeah, it is a possibility that they came in contact with somebody that had COVID, and unforeseen circumstances like unless unless both of these women was at the bar fighting or. They, they both was at a drive-by together. No, it, it, it's about being sick or about being co- coming in contact with somebody. Now, me personally, I don't. we don't know the actual facts. It's just me expressing my opinion. But we don't know the actual facts of what's going on. So, as of right now, we will still grade this match as if it's going, it's going to happen. Okay. But if it doesn't happen, that is a huge blow to SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Because... I'm not saying I want anybody to get sick, but I give two shits about Seamus and Damian Priest or Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal. Yeah. So, that has to be honest with you. Uh, So, let's go on to SummerSlam. Let's get these matches out the way. Let's start off with Seamus taking on Drew Damian Priest for the United States Championship. Just only we need a discussion. Damian Priest. Yeah. First of all, in my personal opinion, Prime, let me ask you, which one would you rather see on the SummerSlam card? This match or Apollo taking on Nakamura? Depending on the... Uh, okay. From from potential, I would rather see Apollo and Nakamura. But from seeing that Apollo and Nakamura match, I kind of want to see what Damian Priest and Sheamus can Yeah. See, I mean, I, I, I was like, why can't they give us... The, the Priest and Sheamus match on Raw and give us Apollo and Nakamura. Because, see, I just don't like the way they, they've been treating Apollo. Yeah. And to be honest with you, they haven't been treating Sheamus as a champion that much better neither. Even though he was injured. It, it, even though he was injured, but, st- but still, I'm mean, like, they gave they gave Apollo nothing. He did mm-hmm. all this character change, which people were starting to get invested in. And y'all, y'all just took the rug from underneath him, y'all, and he was a champion. Y'all did mm-hmm. nothing with this guy. Yep. And Apollo get frustrated and want to leave. I'm not mad at him. Because now it's like, what what can you do? He did everything. Uh, but yeah, I, I got Damian Priest as well. Drew, now, this match could have been much bigger, but I, I the build was just not that great. But these are two these are two former friends that they, they wanted to have this as a the championship match that Drew was a champion. But Jinder uh, got injured. So, Drew McIntyre taking on Jinder Mahal. Who wins? Uh, I don't think I care, but sure. Let's give it to Drew. I think it has to be Drew, too. Do you think they can have a good matchup, or Jinder Mahal is going to go back to the knees? <sighs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, I'm skipping this match. But, uh, I don't It's just... I, these two, I don't want to see, like... I don't know what happened to Drew, but it's just I don't want to see Drew at the moment. It's like they turned him into a history teacher. He was like teaching people, you know, back in the 1600s. He was actually doing that. He was actually being a teacher. Mm. Uh, and, and, and gender has a motorcycle gimmick. I don't. It's just yeah. I, I don't yeah, know. As, the as people, people say, I'm not gonna be watching. The not so American badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. With or without the knees, I'm not going to be watching it. Why don't he just go back to, not go back to the gimmick, but have the same kind of gimmick as as he was? You know the modern-day Maharaja? 
Yeah. Not not be the modern day model, but you know, like have that same like almost royalty type of gimmick. Not not I'm a motorcycle rider. I guess because like, I guess because they got Apollo. Do they? I mean, by 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 vision, about by, by by the eye test, they do. They don't know they got Apollo. So I ain't seen them. Yeah, it's, it 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 sucks. Uh, I got Drew McIntyre also. And I think mm-hmm. the Drew McIntyre is the overexposure thing. The, we know it's going to be on the pre-show if we just wait for the word. So, the Usos taking on the Mysterios for the Tattoo Championship. This is not the matchup I thought was going to happen at SummerSlam. Uh, because if we was to fancy book this card, last year we'll be going up against Lesnar. The Street possibly going up against the Usos. Bianca Belair and Sasha be going up against each other the two after he falls. I think with with uh, Montez being hurt or whatever he was for so long, they, they missed the build up. Yeah. It, it, like I said, it's, it's very it's very unfortunate of things that, that's been happening with them and stuff like that, but it's just like, you know, if I was the fantasy book like the summer said, if Bailey didn't get injured, Bailey and Becky would be dope. If they and then mm-hmm. it'd be Brock and Bobby would be dope. I'll keep Reigns and Cena. Uh I, I will keep Charlotte and Rhea. Be honest with you, I will keep Bianca and Sasha. Uh, I will keep. So uh, what? So so Becky and uh, Bailey just fighting for no reason, not for a belt. No. It, it, first of all, it's the comeback match. Okay. Ba- Bailey's been hot before she got injured, especially being that great heel. But Becky comes back because people love to hate Bailey, but people love to cheer uh, Becky. And you, you you give her you give her that warm up matchup, and then me personally, I would have uh, Keith Lee in this card to face. First, he probably would have been champion by now, to be honest with you. If I fantasy booking it, and you know, Usos and Street Profits, uh, there also is another matchup that may be added. That's why I said possibly possibly nine, but we'll we'll get to that uh, in just a bit. Uh, maybe. Maybe the Mysterios win it back because they keep, you know, having this alcoholic win. So, uh, I don't know what they're going to do with the Usos at all. But they've been getting the better half of the Mysterios for the past couple of weeks. I'm going to go with the Mysterios. I'm going to go with the Usos. Really? Unfortunately, it seems like when they get a DUI, they just don't lose. But for how long now? I don't know. <laughs> so, all right, oh, we're cool with that. Uh, now, here's the match that is supposed to be added to the car, probably on Raw tonight. We got AJ Styles and Omos taking on Team RK Bro. That has to be added onto the onto the car. It has to be. Well, yeah, they really gonna leave AJ Styles out of SummerSlam. Should they left Keith Lee out of SummerSlam, but he was sick. But we'll get to that later. Uh, but Keith Lee, I mean, but but AJ is a champion. You are right. But so was Apollo. Well, actually, Nakamura is not gonna be on that. Exactly. So, uh, if 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 that match happens, RK Bro wins it. What do you say? Mm. I mean, I can see what you. I just, all right, me. I'm gonna just say me personally. I just don't want to see Randy Orton and Matt Riddle together. No, like, I, I want to see them together. I don't want to see them as champions together. That makes sense. 
But it's, I also it's, it's, don't really. First, first of all, AJ needs to get back into the singles stuff. Yeah, I also don't care for AJ and almost as a team either. But like, both of these teams are makeshift teams. Like, the Viking Raiders are a real team. You know, that's the only real team they got on on, on Raw. Give me another one. I can't. Oh, see, you, you don't know because they don't have any. All their teams are makeshift. Mason T Bar, makeshift. Uh, no, Ali I mean, well, and uh, Mason T Bar is his actual team. Man, uh, would you rather see T Bar? Would you rather see Dodger Kobe? I'd rather see Dodger Kobe. All right, that's makeshift. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ali and the other guy are makeshift. All the teams are makeshift. Like Eric and Ivar are like the only true team on on Raw. Well, I, I say they give it to RK, bro, because they've been teasing Randy Orton trying to get RKO on, on Omos, and I think that's going to be the payoff when he finally gets the RKO on, on Omos and uh, wins the dead weight. The, the, the fact that you think Omos is taking the bump. <laughs> you know what? I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, put, I'm calling it right now. Omos takes the RKO. I'm saying it right now. I could see him taking a double RKO, or I could see Randy Orton like getting on the top rope and trying to RKO, jumping off and doing an RKO from behind like that. But just a straight up jumping RKO on Omos, I don't think he's is he equipped to take that bump. Shit, Big Show did, so I might as well. But Big Show is a trained wrestler. Yeah, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm I'm calling it now. He takes the R if it is just, if this match happens, he takes the RKO. Okay. Uh, next matchup. Let's see. Get, get, get all the, the 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 kind of boring ones out the way. Triple threat match for the for the Raw Women's Championship. Nikki Ash taking on Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. Does Charlotte get back her championship to mix up twelve time champion? Does Rhea Ripley get the championship back and go into survivors like I thought, or does Nikki Ash pull off the miracle? At this point, uh, okay, wait. Before I send my answer, who do, who else do we have to challenge after after this is over? Uh, I don't know where the fuck Oscar's at. I mean, I can start building up Naomi again, and okay, so maybe Oscar, maybe Naomi, maybe Alexa. Yeah, okay. If they, if they turn Alexa back to you know the goddess, okay. I am going to say Nikki wins. Because I don't want to see Charlotte with the title and Rhea, they kind of, they kind of like soured her. So I think she needs to be built up a little bit. And I don't want Nikki to have this title for long. So I say she loses it before Survivor Series. Mm. That's just a me thing. I got you. I, I I don't want to pick. I don't. I really do not want to pick Nikki Ash. I really don't want to pick Nikki Ash. But you know what? Oh fuck! I'm going Rhea Ripley. Okay. I want Rhea Ripley to get get the championship, so I get that Rhea versus Bianca Survivor Series. Rhea Ripley takes it back. I have no problem with Rhea winning. I just think that her she needs to do something to to build herself back up because her when she came, the only person she had a match with when she came up. Is Oscar and Charlotte the only two people she's had a match with since coming up to the main roster? Fair. Every week is Charlotte or Oscar, so I just 
I need him to do something different. So that's why I said give it to Nikki Ash for a little bit, let Rhea build herself up, keep Charlotte away from the title picture, and then maybe before Summer, before Survivor Series, uh, Rhea can win the title again and fight Bianca. Okay, I'm not mad at it either. Uh, you, you you know you're probably right. <laughs> Edge taking on Seth Rollins in a singles match. I think this is uh, one of the matches I really am looking forward to. This should be a dope matchup. And uh, the build for this matchup actually has, has been kind of dope for it. I see... <sighs> is Edge at the put-over stage yet? Or you think he's still got... Like, is he at the put over? Edge is like 50. Yes, he's at the put over uh, stage. I'm like, okay, yeah, so you know what? I got the several rounds is winning this one because you I mean, but let's, but let's be honest. So Edge has kind of won a lot, though, since he's been back, but he's lost a big match, so it, it kind of makes sense for Edge. Fair. That's what, that's what I'm saying. So he's the put over guy. You need to, you need several rounds to kind of get back into that title hunt, title picture type scene. So I can definitely see uh, Seth Rollins pulling off the win here. And, but I think the match should be dope, though. Yeah, I, I have Seth winning. I just hope this is not a typical Edge 2021 match where the match goes on for 45 minutes and they don't pick it up until after 30. Yeah, yeah, I, no. I, you know, I hope this is... I I hope hope this. First of all, does Edge take the Superplex Falcon Zero? Yeah, I think he can take it. Okay. Does he take the buckle bomb? Not that. I don't know. <laughs> Remember, that's the one that almost got killed. The Stanger. Yeah. One, one of them retired somebody. Technically retired somebody. One of them did. So, I mean. Yeah. You know. And it was banned. So, I don't know if it's still banned, but I know it was banned. Uh-huh. So, yeah, uh, I actually would like to see Edge. If he does, though, I can see Edge reversing the suplex. I mean, the, the he takes the suplex but reverses the Falcon Arrow, and he does the educator. Oh, that, that would be dope. I can see him doing that. That, so, that. that will be dope. We'll see. We will see. Uh, let's go on to now. We get we, we had the big, big matches. Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg for the WWE Championship. No question. Don't don't you say it. This is Bobby Lashley. Okay, I'm about to say don't you. Because if say this is it. if this is Goldberg, I mean it's just it's, I don't know how many matches gonna be left, but I might I might not have to. You know, I might have to. I'm about to say, if, if Goldberg beats Bobby Because I was joking with the Saudi thing, but I actually cut it off after he won. I was like, wow, this just sucks. Actually, it probably was the last match. I don't know. But still, it's like, just, uh, yeah, nah, Lashley needs to win this. Especially with how strong they've been booking him. Uh, Lashley, definitely. Especially how strong they've been booking him since he let go of all the. the the, the partying and all that kind of stuff. And he's been serious. Yeah. I agree. I think that I, I, I think that'd be dope. Yeah. So uh, Bobby Lashley wins. I want hurt lock, you know, destruction from this man. That's okay. what I want. So you want no, I, I kinda want Goldberg to suffer. 
Yeah, he's suffering a hurt lot. Uh, for some reason, to me, Goldberg doesn't look believable in the in the hurt lot. I don't know. Maybe it's because he just bigger than uh, normal people, but he's still fifty. Like, I want him to like get pinned. So you want him to get like Actually, dominated? Oh, I would love they do what they did to Kofi, <laughs> but with Spears, because I know Goldberg ain't taking no dominator. So I can see him spearing him three times, and Goldberg barely like getting up, but just to add in some injury uh-huh. attempts, attempts to do the jackhammer, just just to you know for some injury. I think Bob is strong enough to, to do a, a jackhammer suplex. I think he, he can do it. He, he he's not giving. First of all, can Goldberg take the take the jackhammer? Well, if he got a broken neck, we'll see. Wow. They should try just like they just like they tried with Undertaker, and what happened? If it happens, it happens. I mean, Goldberg, you know. Bobby Lashley wins this. Let me stop. I, I, I know. Bobby, you crazy, sir. Bobby Lashley wins this, hands down, and he better not lose the championship because. Don't ruin my my almighty taking on the you know tribal chief. Huh. Let's go on to like the, the the top two matches in my opinion. Bianca Belair taking on Sasha Banks if this things happens. Uh, the rematch from WrestleMania for the SmackDown Women's Championship. This is a matchup that I'm telling you was looking forward to. They had one of the best matches at WrestleMania, especially on night one, and of course. They want a lot of history from it, the SB stuff like that. And there's a lot of history that goes on with these two. And this was the match that was, to me, as soon as it happened, I was like, pencil in the rematch for SummerSlam. So, mm-hmm. they, they, these are my final way to have chemistry. They got the black girl chemistry going on. So, I'm like, I'm happy for them. I want to see this match do it. And I honestly think, like, I know Sasha will put Bianca over, but I'm, I'm like, do they want to keep the story going? Or do they want to? Because, see, usually, after... SummerSlam, it'd be like Hell in a Cell. And I'm like, Bianca and Sasha, Hell in a Cell, give it to me. But they, they made Hell in a Cell so fucking early uh, this year. So, like, now Extreme Rules, which for some reason is after SummerSlam. And I'm like, oh, is it going to continue? Because if Sasha loses, why does she get another match up with Bianca Belair? Because there's nobody on the roster. But I'm still going to... I'm going to go Bianca. I'm still going to go Bianca. Yeah, I would go with Bianca too, but I do think she needs to do something. But I don't know what it is. I, I think I think I know I think I know what she needs. A heel turn. Well not even not even necessarily. I just like yeah, a heel turn a heel turn could work, but I'm just saying like far as her run has been, it just doesn't it just don't feel it don't feel like you know uh, satisfying. That if that makes sense. Well, you know, t- two things about her run, because and once I don't blame Bianca Belair for any of this. I think one her, her her run with the championship one is due to the lack of a SmackDown roster. She had nobody. She, she beat Carmella how many times? Selena Vega yeah. is not no threat to Bianca Belair, and that's why she she did put in pair with Bailey. Her and Bailey. Had a damn good rivalry, but then the Bailey thing, you know, was over. That's that Bailey's all they had. If they brought up, you know, Tony Storm, or if they had some more quality women, 
to go up against Bianca throughout the months, then I think she would have she would have more better matches and you know better title defenses against these women to build Sasha Banks. And two, Bianca has to also change the "I'm happy to be here" act. Oh, I've been wanting her to change that since before WrestleMania when she won the Rumble. I was like, yo. That's not Bianca. I'm just yes. so happy to be here. I'm so happy I won. I'm so happy. Baylor, you're good. But, ooh, I don't beat you. Ooh, yes. Oh, yeah. Like, no. I, 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 I really want her to show that EST. But once again, I think Vince looks at, at the EST as a heel gimmick. Because you're cocky. You're confident. Now, dare uh, Bayface be cocky and confident like, I don't know, Stone Cold, The Rock, Macho Man. But, you know, just to name a few. Of faces that were cocky and you know had that answer that it just sold. I think that she they need to strongly uh, do the EST thing. That's what I'm saying. She shouldn't be like you know Bianca, you on. She should be like Bianca. I'm the EST. I'm talking yeah, Sasha. She, I, I'm the I, I'm the EST, and this is I what I do. Bianca, I want the Bianca that was like uh uh. <laughs> is that yeah? You don't even go here. Yeah, I, yeah, that's the, I, I love that Bianca. But once again, she was a heel though. She was a she was transformation. She well, look, she she not that now. But I, I'm thinking she needs to kind of get back to like if if this match does happen, she needs to have an aggressive streak. You Sasha been owning her ass for the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like you, you don't have Sasha be owning your she ass. Don't give like her that. Rec- she don't give her a receipt with the uh, with the tail whip. That's what it looked like they're building to her. Sasha Keys using the ponytail to her advantage, and Bianca's gonna get her with the tail whip again. Yeah, but so probably, that's, probably, I, 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 I got probably in the same spot, so they they can do it before and after. What'd you say? Probably in the same spot, so that they can do it before and after picture. Oh, okay. You know, I, I didn't think of that. Probably so. Uh, so now we we're down to the, the main event. Main event. Roman Reigns taking on John Cena. I, I, we, we, we've seen them come back. We've seen we've seen Cena come back. We see them exchange blows. You know, Cena's not giving a fuck, and they finally put some more heat on this matchup on SmackDown than he did building up to it. It was just a record. It was just relying on name here, and I was just like, well, we we need to do a little. We need to do do a little bit more than just that. So they finally did it, but now is it going to be all he got to do is hang in there for the one, two, three, or tribal chief? Look, I know I'm just selling it right here, but to be honest with you, we, we know Roman ain't losing that championship. We do know, but I got a question for you, right? Uh huh. What if like the the finish of the match, right? The finish of the match happens. Yeah. Or the supposed finish of the match. If John Cena don't care, what if he kicks out of the, what's supposed to be the full finish of the match? Right. Like, do you think he'll get? You think he cares about getting invited back or messing up the school? He just don't. John Cena is somebody who doesn't give a fuck, but he's not a burnt a bridge guy. He's not a CM Punk guy. Okay. I was like, if he don't care, he could just like mess up the whole thing. Like, like, because because one, you don't also like he 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 don't. John Cena don't give a fuck. About how Vince feels about him coming at his his company. John Cena don't give a fuck about what he says about the company because John Cena can see that the WWE is not 
uh, it's not going in, in the right direction. So, with that being said, but when it comes to like match quality and getting somebody over, because you know, even though on character, you know, him Roman's going at, he probably respects Roman Reigns. He want to get him over, obviously, so he could beat John Cena, and, and especially with him be having the best run of his life. So yeah, I I think uh, John Cena cares about that way, but he don't give a fuck about if he wants to bring up Dean Ambrose to see him punk on TV. So I got Roman Reigns winning. Yeah, I got Roman uh, winning too. Uh, I got, I got Cena, I got Cena doing what, uh, all right, I went back and I watched some Cena matches, because for some reason they've been uploading tons of Cena matches on uh, YouTube. Every time this guy loses, he, he pouts. Oh, Cena? And I didn't notice, yes, and I didn't notice that until now. Wow. Like, he, like, he sits, either sits by the ropes looking like, oh, man, I lost, or he, like, uh, fiercely exit the ring and then like just sit there like I, I don't know you know he, he they show him they show him openly pouting I watched three matches that he did that on so I was like maybe that's just his thing and nobody noticed him. I just thought it was funny to bring that up I know I ain't noticed that until now well guys that's our that, those are our predictions that was our SummerSlam predictions so if you listen to us on YouTube, make sure you post out the comments down below what your predictions are for some of the same. How you think it's going to turn out? And to the podcast, hold on still because we got to move on. All right, so guys, now we got to get into the heart of the matter. All that stuff that has been missing. First of all, we just talked about NXT TakeOver and Parker calling it the end. And we're going to talk about why it is because the, we got a backstage power struggle within WWE. This shit is really getting out of hand right now coming from... Uh, reports and stuff that Dave Meltzer has been writing, even though it's Dave Meltzer something like that, I do believe a lot of stuff could be happening, where they said that there's to, there's to be uh, to be behind the scenes power struggle with the WNXT brand, it goes the company uh, it, it, goes with the, it goes against the new company's directive for the NXT product so, obviously they said that Triple H and Shawn Michaels, a lot of people did not even know these customers even coming and there are people backstage that are fearful of the Triple H and if you know their jobs, you know. And I was sitting there thinking, like, who do you talk about? Then it came to me, and I was just like, wait a minute, you talk about Kevin Dunn, because you know Kevin Dunn is a Vince Man guy, and Triple H has already said, you know, if him and Stephanie take control of it, Kevin Dunn is fired, and. Uh, a lot of these people see you know, they, they're, they're turning against Triple H to get Triple H out of there before, so they can stick with the boss. And this shit is kind of like something that's going so going crazy. Uh, and of course, a lot of blame is going on Triple H for their loss to AEW in the ratings. And I'm like, look, honestly, it ain't Triple H's fault. I would say Triple H ran a sprint when AEW was running marathons. But it's it's a whole big amount of bullshit that opposed to this Triple H losing the AEW. You gotta think about the reason why people was watching AEW in the first place. Yeah, I mean, also also not having fans uh, heard it too. So like that whole sprint when AEW was having a little bit of fans and, and NXT was having like people that worked there, it was that was a difficult thing as well. Yeah, well, it also. AEW did the idea of using 
fans before uh, be using uh, their workers as fans first before NXT was just doing empty arena shit and uh, then they got hip to the game and started doing it but once again you take a show that was perfect the way it was for one hour on the WWE Network and you take it and put it up against a hot new wrestling show with a lot of people that got a chip on their shoulder and you you got cocky enough and it's almost like Vince wanted to see NXT fail because uh, it could NXT could have easily went on a, another night, but they, they they wanted to put it right up against AEW to think that this this could it could win this fight. <coughs> they also said that there is um well let me make sure let me make sure I read this right the company the the new company directive. For the NXT product and the behind-the-scenes power structure involves those who fear for their positions, Kevin Dunn, if and when Triple H takes over and thus want to undermine him. And those who support Triple H, according to The Observer, it was noted that it's been considered a given that Triple H will run the wrestling will run the wrestling end of WWE while President Nick Khan will run the business end if something were to happen to Vince. Triple H is thought to be untouchable, but there is reportedly a feeling that he failed to stop AEW's rise and lost the war between NXT and AEW Dynamite. These factors gave Triple H, uh, Triple H the, 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 uh, detractors and those who felt he would replace them. Obviously, uh, ammunition to use against him. The idea was that Triple H was in control and in a fight. But his vision for the NXT product failed to attract younger viewers. This is actually true because the demographic that was watching NXT were a lot older than, than kids. But I'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, um, I, I, I never thought NXT was for kids. for like, you know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Observer noted that within the, the TV and the wrestling business, it was considered that a given that NXT would eventually dominate Wednesday nights, especially with the backing of WWE, but that did not happen. It was noted by people within WWE that the situation became increasingly toxic because it was more of a power grab and people looking out for their own futures and considering the wrestlers as pawns in the whole deal, which sounds very familiar. There was a feeling that Triple H had uh, shot the NXT roster up with too many wrestlers who had no potential for the main roster and he was quick to sign indie wrestlers as fast as possible if they show any signs of potential to stockpile wrestlers and keep them from signing from AEW and other promotions. NXT was originally created to be WWE developmental territory but there was an idea that it was filled with Five foot eight guys. Listen to this. Five foot eight guys who were past thirty years of age, and Vince had the mentality that those wrestlers can't be main roster stars, at least for the most part, because there are uh, exceptions. Top officials wanted bigger wrestlers and wanted more character development. Once sources noted that there was a mindset that that when WWE would sign indie wrestlers, they would would first have to beat the independent out of them where they came uh came to the in ring style and then but when talents were called to the raw smackdown they had to beat the nxt out of them first this is seriously the toxic mindset of um this old 
fart. Yeah, <laughs> for, for lack of better word. Now, first of all, just give me your feelings on the first if I give you my feelings because first of all, I I, I truly believe that the shit that they're saying right here is like y'all just set him up for failure in the first place. Yeah, I mean, sounds like he got set up, but I mean, it's like he's you know obviously he's married to Stephanie, but I'm like. Don't act like Triple H. Don't like he just gonna stick around and be treated like garbage. Like, don't act like he won't go to AEW. Brain Shaw Michaels with him and be the head of director or, or the head of creative there. Don't act like he won't do that. It, you know, there's a there's a possibility because you know I'm I'm like I, it just seems so dumbfounded because first of all, yes, I understand NXT is is developmental, and when it started. And, but, but but look at what NXT was when it was developmental, right? Remember when 2014 happened and they had what was it their first takeover or something like that, and it just shut down everything WWE did that week, and that's when they had like TLC yeah, and Vince got jealous of that. Mm-hmm. And now he, but see, here, here's what people don't understand: the Indies. Just because you made a name in the Indies. When Triple H brought these indie guys over to NXT, he talked them about promo work. He talked them about camera work. He talked them about selling. He talked about because a lot people y'all y'all had to be honest with yourselves. A lot of that shit does not happen in the indies. A lot of indie people cannot cut a good promo. A, a lot can. No, because they don't need to. But they, they don't need to. A lot of them don't know anything about camera camera work, camera pressure, anything like that. Cause, not because sometimes it's not cameras in the building. Sometimes it, it, exactly. Then they don't sell worth the shit. You gotta get to the next spot, brother. It, 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 they don't sell worth the shit. So it's so. How can you say that NXT is not developing talent? They are developing talent. To, he he's developing them to understand the. The professional way because this, if, if y'all want to go off and say, well, AEW doesn't do that, yes, they do. Because if you looked at the, the stuff that went, went all in first half before all out was a thing, they they I was like, they don't have no production skills or nothing mm-hmm. in them earlier shows. And I was just like, all right, you, you, y'all have to learn that because y'all going mainstream, y'all going on a, a Turner Network, so everybody who has that mainstream kind of show, even Impact Wrestling has th- those kind of things that you got to teach the wrestlers, along with uh, Ring of Honor. I'm talking about deep indies like, you know, uh, PGW, or uh, Pro Wrestling Eve, or you know, CZW. I'm talking about shit like that. And for, of course the demographic is going to be older because the NXT attracts a demographic that was my age during the Attitude Era, or, or or older. It's not meant for kids. The storylines are a little bit more aggressive, and of course, the, the kids get the John Cena and shit like that on Raw and SmackDown. I don't. I I, I truly don't understand the, the the mentality of that. And NXT blew up into something big. They blew up a little bit. So, so now, what, 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 basically what you're telling me is you want to go back to the days of Bo Dallas where it's like you just got these random, no-name people on your show and you got to turn them into characters. You know how long it took for Bo Dallas to get over? I'm talking about in NXT. Mm-hmm. You know how long it took, it took... You know how long it took Angelo Dawkins to get over on NXT? Right. 
10 years. This man was in NXT for 7 to 10... I, I, yeah, it was, it was between 7 to 10 years just to get on it before I even... before the street process was a thing. And I don't think Vince likes the, Vince likes the idea of people going back to NXT. Because he don't look at it as a brand that you should go back to, such as like Ember Moon or Finn Balor. People who have gone back down to NXT and helped NXT do a lot of things, but they probably look at it as... Why would you want to be demoted? Why wouldn't you want to come back here? Because they he gives them a better chance to showcase who they are on on NXT. Also, when they try to say it's a third brand as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, oh he definitely did like did like the, the, the third brand stuff because first of all, so now first of all you you you. You have this show in USA. Do you really think USA Network is going to like NXT going back to a strict developmental brand? Who's going to? I mean, wrestling purists yeah, like they, a, they, they definitely not seven hundred thousand like they they definitely not gonna get seven hundred thousand like they was or, or less than that. No, no, not 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 at all. So if if you got these developmental talents that. Nobody that there are no names because it seems like, like if they want the Odyssey Joneses of the world, I'm like okay, so yeah, he's on there, he's green, and it, 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 they're trying to build it back. But what happens? They built. Look at the stars that came from NXT. Look at all the, the stars, and they came out and tried to be even bigger. There would be no New Day without NXT. There would be no Wyatt family at that time without NXT. There would be no Shield without NXT. These these are the stars that they have produced out, out of that show, but now Vince McMahon and Nick Khan has killed that idea, and I I, I really don't know what your future future is going to be because what why you took you tore apart his whole baby. He got look he has to be professional he has to be professional, but this man got every right to be pissed. And yes, I can see people backstage playing politics because. They know when Chub- if Triple H was to get in in line to uh, you know take over the rest side of the business, well, guess what? A lot of y'all losing your jobs. Shit, I think C- Triple H would have probably kept the CFOs. Oh, definitely he would have kept them or not the gen- whoever generic or he would have either kept CFO or hired uh, Jim Johnson back. Exactly, Kevin Dunn. Gone because that's a Vince McMahon guy. Bruce Pritchard is gone. Triple H will get some. He's a he's a wrestler with the wrestler mind. So you know what that means. Say what? So you know what that means. What? Kevin Nash, X Fox, Scott Hall, come on back. Come on, work for me. <laughs> Look. They, they have some of his pain, right? Okay, and I'm not I'm not gonna say say first of all the same thing with the AEW thing, and they say Triple H, you know, lost against AEW. The time that they were going up against AEW, WWE was in the shittest product they had. Look, they just came off the worst year since 1995, which is 2019. Who's not going to want to watch something different? Who's not going to want to watch something different? 
Because I know at that time, me and you was tired of watching Raw SmackDown. Remember, it still is. That, I mean, it's not as bad. I mean, that Corbin McIntyre Lashley shit was, oh, God, that was terrible. Tell me, tell me you don't remember that. Yep, and the, was that the Strowman thing too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All that shit was bad. No, it was like three group. It was like three groups from between the, the four. Yeah, he, he tried to bring Leo Rush up. It, the 2019 sucked major ass, and I'm sorry, it 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 just did. So now we're sitting here thinking to ourselves like. AEW comes out in 2019. Who does not want to see AEW? Who don't want to see, you know, them a new style of wrestling that's Vince. not so political? Vince. Is that, but see, Vince, take, they take it seriously. But now, Who else don't want to see it? John Cornette. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. So, but, but if you want to move NXT, like, okay, well, we need to compete with this. Why? They did not need to compete with AEW. They put themselves in that hole. They they, they decided we're going to put NXT on Wednesday. They could have put NXT on Tuesdays years ago. (coughs) And you could have built up NXT that way because when NXT moved away from Tuesdays, and from Wednesdays to Tuesdays, the ratings started to go back up. And the people that are attracted to, to, to this kind of wrestling, the AEWs and the NXTs, are grown up now. This is not 2000 and we're 12, 13 years old again. We are in our 30s and our 40s, so it's hard for us to watch two wrestling programs at the same time on the same, ne- on the same night. That era is gone. And the, the kids today attention span is so damn you know it's so damn short they don't got time to be uh flipping if if, if one thing don't attract them at the beginning of the episode they, they cut the shit off or they go on their phone or they go play the game am i lying no nah, no nah, you're right because that's what my son does all the time that's what he does if he's not interested, and then he'll come back and watch also, well, why is Baron Corbin doing this? I'm like, you, you, you haven't been watching. I'm like, well, I don't blame him for not wanting to watch. This shit's stupid. But then but then you want to go blame NXT for, for, for all the problems because they lost. People want something new. Mm-hmm. People want something. I, I know, especially how y'all did Cody. Mm-hmm. I want to see Cody. I was never the biggest fan of Young Bucks like that, but I I love Kenny Omega. I love Cody, and I love you know I love Chris Jericho, the mm-hmm. wrestler. <laughs> so, uh, seeing seeing that the dynamic and knowing that it's gonna be back on TNT, which I was raised on WCW, I was already hyped for the thing in the first place, and I just want to check it out to see what would be different. Mm-hmm. And. It, it was completed. AEW got its problems. AEW has tremendous problems. But still, it was something different and a breath of fresh air opposed to the shit that WWE kept giving us all fuck long. So I don't even know what's going to happen with NXT after 
take over because here's the thing. They said that Bronson Reed had a had a dark match, a trial match events, and he says he wasn't interested anymore. And he said, "Well, if he, what's the point of sending him back to the developmental? We just don't need him." I said, "What the fuck is that attitude?" Because you know what that means. Adico leaves. What does that mean for Samoa Joe? He's well over thirty. Whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. So, what does that mean for Samoa Joe? If y'all don't want people over 30 on there and you want developmental talent, that means Joe's going to be out the door. Ember Moon is going to be out the door. Mm-hmm. Chopper's going to be out the door. Mm-hmm. Gorgano may be out the door. Ooh, they let go of them too. And they go over. Oh, oh. oh bro. It's a... Dexter Loomis. He's not a developmental star. Develop. He's been doing this for years. Mm-hmm. He's not developmental. Mm-hmm. So, all these people you're talking about are going. So that means we're going to be stuck watching NXT with Odyssey Jones and Carmelo Hayes and people with the guy with the jacket, Trey Burke, like people we don't even know. How, we got to get invested into, invested into that all over again. That shit's stupid. You got to bring in somebody to help attract your show, especially when you're on a primetime network. It's just frustrating. I'm not sitting, I'm not sitting here saying that you know, Triple H is perfect, but I'm just saying for what he did and what he's trying to do, I like what happened to NXT. NXT was one of the best things that he had going for it. And they just, they had a slew of talent that came from NXT. Yes, Triple H bought up the indie market. I will say, yes, I, he, I, he bought up the indie market. That's exactly what he did. So they couldn't go anywhere else. But they came there and they, they learned a new sense of everything. Because I, I, that one time, what was it, 2017, when Adam Cole, uh, Bobby Fish, and Kyle Riley came, I said, yo, the indies is bought up. Mm-hmm. From them to Keith Lee to Cassius Ono to Velveteen Dream to Leo Rush, they had everybody. They had everybody. And everybody was was finding ways to get TV time on NXT in, 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 in an hour show. He was finding a way to balance all the people on an hour show. All that talent he had. Yes, he had too much talent. But he was still trying to find ways of it and, and give Vince like, okay, here's here go the talent, and then Vince like, well, no, this is not this is not not what I'm looking for. So now you want to get bigger guys like Odyssey Jones to 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 develop and make characters and come to the main roster and just so you can feel so you can uh, dominate and sell to the kids, bro. I won't be surprised if WWE is done after 2021. Oof. That will be earth shattering. That will be earth shattering. Yeah, anything else you want to add to that? Nah, I think you just about said it all. Uh, I'm sorry, I was I was pissed, man. I was pissed. Uh, but also to move on, uh, from from, uh, from that topic, we got Keith Lee finally came out and. Uh, talked about his absence uh, of where he's been at most of the year. And Keith Lee explained... Did, did you see the YouTube video? 
Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, uh, I, I saw yesterday while I was door dashing. So he uh, came out and said that he had a match. Uh, well, first of all, he caught, he caught COVID back in January. He was gone for about three weeks. He came back and had a match against Riddle in February, but then got called the next day and said that there was uh, something was off in his blood. So I give the medical staff credit for that. And he said it was like an inflammation uh, um, uh, in the heart uh, or lungs. And uh, it was his heart. It was very scary. And he was forbidden to do any kind of training or any activity outside of a light walk. If he did anything past that, he would have died. That's scary. Mm-hmm. Then assholes online wanted to make it seem like me and him gave him COVID because mm-hmm. she's because she's part Asian, and we gotta stop that stop the Asian hate too. So he said, "No, actually, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't probably be here right now." Uh, she helped me get through this, and she sacrificed her spot to be in the Royal Rumble. And to take care of him, yo, our woman be down for us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And she uh, did at taking care of Kim. She mm-hmm. caught COVID. I'm not going to sit here and talk about speculation, and it's nobody's fault. But when he had that match with Drew McIntyre, that's why I thought he caught COVID. Because remember, right after that match, Drew was diagnosed with COVID. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he had that match with Drew McIntyre. Next thing you know, Keith Lee disappears for three weeks. And I'm like, uh-huh. I think he got it from Drew. And it ain't Drew's fault because it's WWE's fault for how the COVID protocols were back then. I mean, now everybody getting tested daily and shit, but back then they weren't. They were getting temperature checks. And they weren't wearing masks or nothing. So, he said that uh, they had to do MRIs and they had to keep doing all this stuff with his heart and it was very, very scary. And he said it was a case of three or four months that he was uh, in a fight against death. And the way he's making it sound like we were that close to losing Keith Lee. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you though. When he said fight against death, the first thing I think about, I thought about is, oh, this going to make that into a character. Yeah, or or, or, or kind of like how Matt Hardy did stronger than death. Yeah, stronger than death. Yeah. Yeah, type stuff like that. It said, uh, he said, very fortunately, even though it took a long time, we waited the amount of time for that allowed to inflame inflammation in the heart to eventually go down to normal. So even though the first time it was bad, the second one was worse. Over time, things got better, and here and there. That's, see, that's some scary stuff. I was like, yo, man, what's up with Keith Lee? What's up with Keith Lee? I was, I was very scared for him. And he is a big guy. He's an athletic guy. But he's a big guy. And COVID affects everybody else differently. doesn't matter how much of an athlete you are. Mm-hmm. This shit will take you down. And I'm speaking from experience of somebody who had one of the worst cases of it. Mm-hmm. Me and my father. So... 
uh, he didn't even know that he was going to show up in Dallas in time to face Bobby Lashley in that matchup. But I don't like the way Keith Lee's being booked, but it looks like they are trying him out to see what he can handle. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like, I, I, like I said, I don't like the way he's been booked, but I, like I said, huh? I, <laughs> All I'm saying is, your, your first match back probably shouldn't have been against the guy that throws people around for a living. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I mean, I agree. Could have been against somebody that you're probably going to take a bump against, not somebody that you got to constantly bump for. Exactly. That's why but I was... Hey. Me personally, I would have brought... Well, see, I didn't even want to, to, to do the whole Keith Lee thing as, as a surprise because you didn't want to just bring him back on main event. But still, I don't think it was Bobby Lashley, but, you know, they, they just try to make a big-time moment. But he's had that match. He had two matches against Karrion Cross so far. He's looking like... It looked like they're trying to get him back in the ring shape and they're trying to get him back to be the Keith Lee and still monitor his heart before putting any kind of big plans on him because I can agree with this. You don't want to make big plans with this guy and then he gets sick again. Or something happens with his heart again. Because you have to be careful when you're dealing with the heart, especially when you're an athlete. It's like the basketball player. That's why Chris Bosch had to retire early. When you got these these problems with your heart, and look, you see what happened to Hank Gathers. Did you see that? I know LeBacus um, Aldridge had to retire, but he's considering coming back. Yeah, I heard about that. So you got to be careful with that. But you know the story of Hank Gathers, right? From 30 for 30, the guru yeah, yeah. of go. 30 for 30. Yeah, the guru of go, how he died on the court. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yo, it's, you don't mess with that heart, man. Especially when you're an athlete and, and you, your heart has to be racing. And especially being a wrestler where you're taking a lot of contact and stuff like that, you, you got to make sure that you are in tip-top shape. So, I mean, honestly, I think we're going to be seeing Keith Lee in these kind of matches for the next month or so. And then they probably see if he's really in in, in a good enough condition to, that, that he could that they could trust him and, be, and push him. And then I think that he'll probably get a big push going up into WrestleMania next year. But in the meantime, we got to make sure Keith Lee is healthy. That's why I think that's number one priority. I'm glad he came out and said something. It sucks about the Royal Rumble for me and him. It sucks about uh, COVID because I do believe COVID, you know, Strong this along, and we still don't. There's not that we don't know about the long term effects about COVID. Like my my wife, even though she's vaccinated, is still having issues. So, we just necessarily just don't know. So you really gotta keep you really gotta keep an eye on. It's not one of the things like, oh, you're better. Let, let, let's go have a thirty minute match with uh, Goldberg. Well, it ain't gonna be thirty minutes, but I'm saying let's just go have a match with Goldberg, knowing that he could be unsafe at uh, time. Two minutes at the most. But I'd rather have a thirty minute safe match with Sheamus to have a two to three minute unsafe match with Goldberg. Right. Especially with the condition that I'm in. So I think that he's, they're going to put him in with people that he's comfortable with that he has faced before. Like, don't I won't be surprised if he does a Drew McIntyre match soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because him and Drew McIntyre are friends. I, I I can see them. Like, he like Drew will take care of him in the ring type thing. Ricochet. Oh, yeah, or Ricochet. Oh, that'd be dope, though. Because that match he had back in was it PWG. Mm-hmm. 
was dope. Uh, like people I did that know Keithley, I think that'd be good. And also, I like to see. Hopefully, this helps me and him come back. So, it's great. It, it, look, it's great to hear from Keithley. I was worried. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I was worried about that. So, anything you want to add about the Keithley? Uh, I'm just glad he's healthy, and hopefully, they can build him up for next year's Mania or or whatever. Yeah, I can see him in a championship picture. It's like I, I can see uh, Big E in a championship picture. So who who knows? Yeah, you said what? I was gonna say, can we just please take this single it off of him and, and, and get him the regular shorts? Oh yes, cool. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It makes him look so much bigger with that singlet on. It looks it looks here. Trust me, don't I? I know Triple H is probably thinking like, yo, take this shit off of him. Too much had Keithley done right. To the fact that he was a double champ. Keithley is like Black Vader. You know, yeah, he got a gut, but I'm just saying, but Keithley is an athletic dude. He can moonsault, he can dive over the road. Like, there's a lot of things Keithley can do. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's like, like dumb, dumb spin kicks he can do. He, he can roll, he can drag it, he can. Uh, launch himself over the top rope like he can he can do that he has gotten a little bit heavier since his pwg days i will say that but uh maybe because they ain't got him doing it i did doing nothing especially since he can only do a light job of course he has got yeah is the access so he needs to get back in the ring shape and try to do the workout and see how you know how he can last on that one all right but Moving on to other news here. Huh. So it is reported that WWE is introducing or trying to bring back the King of the Ring. Yeah, I said it. King of the Ring. And they're also trying to introduce a new tournament called Queen of the Ring. Honestly, first off, let me ask you your opinion about this. How okay. do you... Do you like King of the Ring? I like it when it comes with something good. Like basically, so like I, I, I like the Regal one. I like the um, the Owen Hart one. The Angle one was cool. Uh, the Billy Gunn one did not go over well. The uh, Barrett was okay, but eh. I it think like, I think Booker T had one of the best ones. Oh yeah, Booker T, of course. But even with with the, with the Booker T thing, they, they I like how they they did the King of the Ring. They had the finals at Judgment Day, and you know that they, they made it. Oh, it's gonna be a Judgment a Day, deal. all right. Oh yeah, and they, they made it a big deal. Or like remember how in two thousand two, the winner got a tight opportunity at SummerSlam, mm-hmm. or a trophy in oh. two thousand one. Yeah, I like those things. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, when they going? It's gonna definitely be for the winner at this year, at this one. Mm-hmm. So, how do you feel about this? Them having one for the women. I don't even think they have enough people, but we already know who's gonna win. So it's like, what's the, what's the use? So, so they they give it to Charlotte. Yes, of course. I mean, it, it is the queen. 
Maybe that could be an actual, actual gimmick. No, well, see, well, the, the king of the ring is a heel gimmick in the first place. No, what I'm, I'm saying, like, she says it, but maybe that could be her actual, like, gimmick. Like, her actual, like, thing. Uh-huh. I'm, like, I'm not just telling y'all royalty. I am royalty. And I got everything to prove it. You know, something like that. I don't know. Fair enough. They well, could, when it comes refresh. to the, look, when it comes to the King of the Ring, and when it comes to uh, I, 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 all I'm saying is, it got to go to Xavier Woods. Oh, it, I mean, we we can say that, but I don't I don't think it, that's where Vince wants to go. Say what? I said we can say that because we like him and we know like he's good, but I don't think that's where Vince wants to go. Oh no. I know that's how he wants to go, but anybody who's been following Xavier, especially on social media, like the King of the Ring is his title. He's mm-hmm. been wanting that back forever. He probably he probably knows about the news. He said, "What I want to do in my career, Kofi can win WWE championships. Big E can win Money in the Banks and cash in for WWE championships. What I want is not a Royal Rumble win. I want to win King of the Ring. I." Th- I think Xavier Woods could pull off a very creative heel king gimmick. Yes, right. So now the question is, will they give him the king of the ring? It would be a good story to have him make it all the way to the finals and then lose. I don't think he's going to make it to the finals. I think he'll make it to the semis. But you, you don't think it'll be cool that he he can make it to the finals and then just lose? Like, come on, it could be like a feel good story because everybody who follows him was. But I dead. know what I'm saying. It's like what you, what you're saying right now with Xavier Woods is just like what AEW does for BTE or Sammy Guevara's vlogs. If you're not following him or you're not uh, watching it, you won't know. Fair enough, but I think. Xavier Woods could really bring it out to the store. Like, he wouldn't just come out there like, oh, Xavier Woods but he will be on the mic. It's a New Day thing. They'll be on the mic. He'll talk about how much he dreamed to be king of the ring. It'll, it'll almost be like, you know, they will kind of create a story for Xavier Woods and whoever else the fighter will be. But right now, I mean, that don't let it be like Xavier Woods versus Jackson Riker in the finals. Don't do shit like that. And have Jackson Riker win. Don't do shit like that. You know, but because oh my god, that 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 will be stupid. Well, I can tell you, I think um, I don't know exactly who's gonna win, but by by the direction that stuff is going now, I could say either McIntyre, Elias, or Shinsuke, just to make it official. All the way to King Nakamura, officially. Yeah, officially, yeah. I can definitely see King Nakamura being a thing. But he has the kind of championship already. He, we don't know when this is, so he might not have it. Well, then. I mean, look, if if they, if the rumor is true of them having trying to have the Queen of the Ring in Saudi Arabia in the finals, or both finals being in Saudi Arabia, which is supposed they're supposed to be going back there in, in October. Mm-hmm. So we at the end of August right now. The next pay per view is Extreme Rules in September, and you you probably gonna start it in September. I mean, they're not going to do it the classic way of like having 32 guys all the way down to the last final eight on the show. But they, they, they probably will start with a pool of 16 and go out to the eight that you do the final four at, at Saudi Arabia. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, no, they're going to do it how they did the... Uh, what is that they did? They did something similar to this, actually. Uh, what? It, it WWE? Yes. You talking about I know the, you remember this. You talking about how Corbin won? They did a whoever won get like a trophy. They was like the king or the best, the best in the world. That's what it was. Uh huh. Shane won, and it was like it was like Ziggler and Miz and Shane won. Yeah. And they had to, they had to find a four there because I remember um, Miz was beating people and he was injured. So yeah, they had no, they had the whole tournament there, but you know. Well, I I, I think first of all, I don't know how the Queen is going to go over in Saudi Arabia. To be completely honest with you, and it's, I get it's going to be like I don't want to say covered up Charlotte. <laughs> it's going to be a, I ain't going to say I want to sexualize it neither. I'm just saying, but uh, it's going to be hot seat Charlotte like wrestling the tournament. Well, see the in the turtleneck or with no head at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know they chop people heads off. Yeah, I, look, I don't even know why you're still doing business with Saudi Arabia, but hell, who do I know? Uh, I just know that I would like to see my man Xavier Woods. Like, of course, you're gonna have your ricochets and your John Morrison and stuff like that, and maybe Miz now, because like the Miz is doing fine. So, you and I don't think he's good for in ring competition though. Okay. Well, you damn sure good to run. So <laughs> yeah, running is different than taking bumps. So fair. Uh, I, I I do feel like it, it could it could be any one of them, but the the, the I would do the Xavier Woods story. And right now, I think it'll be I think it'll be a dope story that, that if he wins it, turn him heel. The new they could use yeah. a heel turn. Hmm. I think the new day, I mean the new they haven't been healed since what 2014? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, they they could do a heel turn. Let let Big E do the face shit on SmackDown, and then let uh, the New Day be the heels on Raw. Why not? And he and he be, he be King of the Ring, and then he I think Xavier Woods would be hilarious, hilarious at King of the Ring. Just, just, just saying. But uh, with that being said, I gotta talk to Prime about this. So. Triple Mania was the other night. Mm-hmm. So, hope you have this up pulled up. Uh, obviously, they had Kenny Omega going up against Andrade El Eagolo for the for the Triple A World Championship. Uh, was hosted there by Ric Flair and Conan. So, uh, I'm going to take uh, let Primetime give us his quick recap on Triple A. And uh, there was also a New Japan event mm-hmm. also that I didn't, that I didn't uh, know about. So, Triple A, I didn't see the whole show. I just saw, well, I, I saw one match. I kind of took a break and it came back, and then I saw the rest of it. But um, I know the Lucha Brothers was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of my favorites, Diana Brazo, is now a three belt title holder. What? Right now. She's a belt collector now. Hey. What you, what they, they messed up on her, okay? She's good. I don't know why people are like she's not good. She's good I know Diana Perrazzo is good. Look, I, I, I knew that when she, uh, I, I knew that when, when she was over here. But all I'm saying is, I know she was belt collector good. Mm-hmm. Yep, she got the impact, the uh, knockout. She got uh, another company. I think it's um, not GCW, but it's, it's another company. I forgot. And then, um, then she won there. Like, I think they call their women Rena, Renas, 
Rena's Rena, I don't know. But yeah, she got she she got their belt too. Mm. So so yeah. Yeah, I knew she was gonna win with a title versus title match, but you know. So so, so she she has the impact and, and what are the two titles? The Rena's uh that's what they call it, Rena's Rena's Okay uh Dale Rena's title and another company I can't think of at the moment. Is it it's, a, it's an indie company. Uh, I don't know, but I do know it's an indie company. So it's like, I don't know. I probably have to look it up. Probably RCW. I mean, it would be cool if she had the NWA Women's Championship. No, she's not. I, I don't think she's going to get that. But uh, her next challenger is Melina. So, you know. That should be a good match. Yeah, that'd be cool. But but yeah, so she 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 won. She's a double, a triple champ now. I think she's a she's a double champ nationally, since the other belt is the indie belt. Um, then I I took a break and I came back and I, it was Lucha Brothers versus I forgot who the other two were versus Brian Cage and the mat a dude in the mask. Uh, this match was crazy, of course, but um. Lucha Brothers looking kind of slow and beat up because they probably are. But um, yeah, they're doing all this kind of wrestling like damn near every week. Yeah, so but they were looking kind of slower than usual. Uh, but they they did win the match with their um, their their finish the uh, package power driver and the dude jumps and stomps them mm-hmm. while they go, and they won. You know, their kids all of them came in the ring. They kind of celebrated and all, and um, and that was a good moment. You know, good moment, good good little fun moment. I kind of looked away for a second because I'm not gonna lie, I didn't care about this insane clown posse or whatever it was. Why are they a thing? No, it, it wasn't them, but they were just as clowns. So I called them. Oh, okay. But I don't know who they were. They were just like clowns, though. But yeah, I, I looked away for that match and came back to Omega and uh, Andrade earlier in the night. Conan was supposed to be in Andrade's corner. And I tried to say, man, look, I don't want you to be in my corner. I got somebody better than you. And then Kona said, okay. He went to Omega and he was like, all right, Kenny, I know where that you can win if you have me in your corner. So that's how that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so Conan is in Omega's corner and uh, Andrade comes out and, and, and Flair comes out to a big pop, obviously. Uh, and, and, and yeah, so this match is underway. You know, it, this match was a, a slow build, though. I don't know if it was the Mexican style of how they do it, but it, for me, it was kind of a slow build. Kind of seemed like Omega was still kind of winded from his Christian match, and maybe jet lagged a little bit. I don't, I don't know. It, it could be. First of all, I did like how Andrade came out in the whole black mask gear. Mm-hmm. So if anybody watches Batman or seen Birds of Prey. When he had the suit with the black gloves and had the black skull mask on, that's the black mask character from Batman. Loved it. Uh, yeah. Also, that's how um, that's what Naito does. Him and Naito used to be partners. Oh, so he, same group. he wears the black mask thing also. Naito doesn't wear the black mask. He, Andrade's character was the sombre. He was the black mask character. But they, they all come out wearing suits and then they take them off and, and wrestle. But uh, yeah, so obviously I was waiting on this spot because you know Flair out there he had to do something. 
So things were breaking down. And first of all, this ref, um, this referee was not good at all. All right. You know how like when they do the the bridge the bridge spot, yeah, where they hold each other and it was kind of like it's like where they pin them and then they they lift up on their feet and then turn it around to like another roll up yeah pin. They were down doing the bridge and the referee just was looking at them and was not counting anything. Mm. Um, Andrade countered he countered the uh, one winged angel into his DDT. Which was a nice counter, and Kenny did, he didn't make it to the ropes, but obviously the referee counted it. Yeah, like you know how like when you put your foot on the rope. Yes, his foot missed the rope, and uh, the, <laughs> his foot missed the rope. I thought that was funny, but yeah, he, he tried to he tried to do the last second foot on the rope, but he missed the rope and didn't touch the rope. But obviously the referee counted it, and Rick Flair looked like he was about to beat up the referee because he was messing up so much. Took, but, oh, I, oh, he took the jacket off and before we got into that terrible chop battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's why he took it off because he was mad at the ref. He was like, "Man, if you don't, you don't do right." Uh, but yeah, um, obviously, this spot I liked but didn't like because it was like you can see Flair in the ring and you see Omega, and I don't know. It was kind of miscommunication because when he went to go swing the belt. Flair wasn't there, and then Flair had to. Oh wait, wait a minute. Then Kenny had to put the belt back. Flair can grab it again. Flair grabbed the belt. Then they had a, ch- a chop battle, like you said. That chop, man. Seeing Flair throw those chops is depressing. This is the first time he's did anything in like four years, right? He hasn't thrown a chop or anything since he's had his situation. Uh, see, so, yeah. Uh, I know he has a throw to chop. Don't mean he should th- try to throw a chop again. Well, and, yeah, and he damn yeah. sure. That's why I asked about that catheter bag because he damn sure should have done no figure four. Nah, he's gonna do the figure four regardless. Even though I, I don't felt, know, about, I, I felt so, bad for Kenny having having to sell that shit. <laughs> but yeah, he had a chop battle and, and then put Conan in the figure four, which I'm like, that's the only thing they did. The Conan was put him in the figure four after he took a. Uh, a spike power jobber from the top rope last week or, or last month? <laughs> Wait, is that the one where Tully fell over? No, Tully did fall over in that one. Okay. That's the one where uh, uh, Conan fell over because he was supposed to sell it for it and he fell over, rolled over backwards. <laughs> oh. But, 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 yeah. uh, so, do, do you, why do you think they didn't give Andrade the title. I thought they were going to give it to him because Kenny had just lost, but I think that so they're going to have a rematch. Is it going to be uh, a, so? What's the next I, the next AAA event? I don't know. I don't know when, uh, but I know like Andrade is like, nah, this is mine. I'm coming back for it. So he's they're going to have a rematch at some point for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, I, I am surprised that he didn't win the belt here but you know because I thought I thought back a whole story to be playing of a depression thing of Kane losing all the belts and then finally at full gear he loses the hangman I mean I think I think the AEW is going to be the last belt he loses so between now and full gear he's going to lose the, the mega belt and then um 
that was the last match I saw. I, I didn't really care about the last match because it was like a mask versus hair thing. I didn't really care because I didn't know the people. Wait, but, wait. Uh, that wasn't the main event? No. Damn, for sure so felt like it. No, no, no. That wasn't the main event. Uh, it was a match after that because I'm assuming like, you know, the people that were, they were like Triple A's, like Undertaker or whatever. Like, they were like the big names for the show, not just, you know. Oh, okay. People coming in, so. Damn, Kenny Omega still cannot main event a fucking pay-per-view and he's a champion? Well, he's not, that's not, that's not, I don't think that's their world championship. Oh, okay. I think the Omega is like their, one of their like mini championships. I don't think it's their, I don't think it's their belt. I don't, I don't know. I have to look it up. Okay. Because why wouldn't they, because he's the AAA mega champion. I'm like, why wouldn't they, why wouldn't they be the AAA world champion? You know. Good. Okay. But um, New Japan had a show. Also, this this setup was amazing. All right, it, they were it, right in front it, of the. It did look good. It did look good. They were right in front of the Coliseum. So when the when the people came out for the entrances, they were coming out of the Coliseum entrance, which I liked. Um, and we'll just get into the parts that I saw. The parts that I was like, okay, cool. Uh, Leo Rush came back to finish his uh, retirement. Finish his, yeah, finish his date so he can retire and all that. That was cool. Whatever. Uh, Ishii versus Moose was a very good match. Um, no, Moose was, was over there. Yeah. Oh shit. You said Moose was over there as if they were in Japan. They were in, you know, L.A. Oh. Um, okay. I don't. <laughs> I thought it was in Japan. No, nah, no. Nah, the Coliseum. That's the where the Rams used to play. It. Oh, uh, snap. got you now. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, no issue versus Moose was was a cool match. Um, Tanahashi versus Archer was cool. Uh, Archer lost, uh, so he lost his belt already. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised. I would have had him keep it a little bit, but sure. Um, the uh, the the not the young bucks, the good brothers. The Good Brothers went against Moxley and an opponent of his choosing, and uh, I mean a partner of his choosing. The partner of his choosing was Eugenia Nagata. You don't know, pretty much. When he first got there, uh, Eugenia Nagata was the person that they partnered him up with. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like his young boy in a sense, but now he's like a, you know. They kind of had a funny relationship. Pretty much they, they partnered Moxie with Eugenia Nagata, who was a comedy character. Basically like, um, you know, like we're gonna give you somebody good and then they give him a comedy character to work with to be his partner. So he's like, now nah, I gotta do all of the work. They end up making it work as a as a people attaching people liked. And uh-huh. uh so yeah. You know, they make quit work of them, you know? And and then after the match uh, the Gorillas of Destiny come out to challenge the Good Brothers. So we get into that Bullet Club Elite battle. That that might or might not happen. I think it might happen. I don't even know who's in the Bullet Club enough for it. I don't know. Like I don't. I know the Gorillas of Destiny and Jay White. That's all I know. Especially with uh, Adam Cole coming back. Yeah, but if Adam Cole come back, he's gonna be on the elite side. He's yeah, not gonna I, be I, in the I, Bullet Club. So they're they gonna have to find someone about the Bullet Club side. Yeah, but actually, Adam um, Adam Cole could be on the Bullet Club side because technically, 
Kenny Omega kicked him out of the Bullet Club so he could come back and do the Bullet Club if they wanted to. Oh, know. gotcha. If they wanted to. But, um, yeah, so they challenged them and uh, somewhere, sometime soon, mm-hmm. hopefully they, they try to do something in, in AEW. G.O.D. versus the Good Brothers. Mm. And that was those two events, uh, you know, from my point of view. All right, well, no, that, that's dope because I don't see, I, I missed that. I didn't get you to see it. But I I, I am glad that uh, you are, you know, you went out there and saw I, I know, I knew the Triple, triple A thing was happening, but I did not know anything about the whole uh, New Japan stuff. I, 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 was it on pay pay per view or did you just, were you just able to find a way to watch it? No, it's on fight. I mean, not fight. Um, New oh, Japan World. Oh, New Japan. Oh, it's okay. So is that like the, the, the network you got to sign up for or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Well, I definitely, definitely got to get up on that joint. Well, guys, I, I, huh? I, I had it. I, it's like. I get it sometimes when it's a big pay view when it's a big show, whatever coming up. But sometimes I don't because um, they do have they get they give you your money's worth because they have like a show like every other weekend, or like a a super show, super card. Yeah, this was like their first ticketed event and since you know January fourth of twenty twenty. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, that was uh. A loaded podcast, so we still got to finish out with our Wednesday Night War. If you guys have seen us as we did our Wednesday Night War, we, we did it on Wednesday. I mean, or, or actually, we kind of did kind of late on Friday on the YouTube video. You guys can skip ahead about 53 minutes, I believe it was. Uh, if you guys already heard it, if you didn't, like, like listen to it on the podcast, we're about to get into the Wednesday Night War now. Also, we did Rampage. I'm not going to add Rampage to the podcast, because I still continue to do that as a separate review, but. Check, let's check out what happened on NXT and on, on AEW Dynamite. So, let's go for the Wednesday Night War. What's going on, YouTube? It's SC, a place to be chilling between Mr. A&D and not Deion Sanderson. Prime time. What's up, y'all? We back here for the Wednesday Night War for NXT and uh, AEW. And I know NXT has been getting ripped apart in the past week. And so much stuff has happened. To NXT, obviously we talked about it on, on last week's podcast and everything, but I still intend on keeping it this format. This has been the easiest format for me to do. They are like you saying, yo, why even still do NXT? I'm like, yo, I'm not gonna give up NXT just yet because I, I still like a better Raw SmackDown. So I'm gonna keep I this. Mean, huh? I did not watch NXT, so this review is gonna be. I'm gonna be shocked by what they do with NXT. Okay, for sure. Like I said, why I see NXT. And then, but, uh, of course, yeah. this, this is going to be easy because me and Prime are definitely starting our Rampage reviews on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Because I'm excited to get into Rampage. So We're, We would do the first, maybe the first month. If it's, if it's good, I'll continue. We'll see. Okay. This is, that, that is fair because it's so much wrestling to watch in a week. <laughs> it's so much wrestling to watch in a week. But let's start off with uh, NXT this week. So, uh, NXT, as we're, you know, building up for TakeOver 36, uh, we got... TakeOver the end. 
Is it oh, is that, that what they calling it? Or is that what we call it? That's what they should call oh, it. Oh, it's TakeOver the end. <laughs> the last NXT TakeOver ever. Like, that's what that's it probably true. should be called. They they already had that name before, but they should bring it back. Mm. Well. Uh, Smoja also won the title in that as well. Exactly. So, right now, we, we're starting off with Dakota Kai taking on Saray. We know that Saray has been on a hot streak for the past couple of months. And now Dakota Kai, who is uh, about to take on Raquel Gonzalez at TakeOver. Uh, yeah, uh so I do know that she was not supposed to be in this match. I do know that. Who's Saray or Dakota Kai? Dakota Kai. Who's supposed to be in this match? Uh, Ember Moon. I think she got hurt. Oh, that, that's right. I heard about a little thickness. I don't know if she got hurt or if she was just not in NXT standards with with quotation marks. If they got rid of my little thickness, I'll be pissed. <laughs> All I'm saying is I don't know if she's Hurt for real, or is she just not what NXT wants? Quotation marks. What? Now you know damn well Triple H will not turn down Ember Moon. Just, just look. He, he almost turned down Adam Cole. Well, you know, uh, good. Actually, good matchup. I, I figured that Dakota would pick up the win here because she had to go face with Dakota Kai. She got big her. Still look a bit strong. Uh, Saray was getting her kicks in, and I mean these women were stiff kick each other. Saray, that's her drop, her, her drop, her basement drop kick with Dakota on the bottom rope, way better than Brie mode. And she's going for it again. Dakota's out the way and gives her like a little axe kick. Uh, Saray fights back and starts kick, kicking her in the corner. And as she's about to run back to the corner, she like to build up and runs to the corner and attack Dakota Kai. She follows her with a face wash kick and pins her. For the one, two, three. So, uh, that's pretty good. After the matchup, Dakota Kai, I was about to do a face wash kick again, but then Raquel Gonzalez comes out, and she told her that she will tear her apart, and actually, uh, 36 along with a lot of uh, other sexy things in Spanish. So, uh, that is, uh, I'm, it's putting some more heat on the matchup, something that they're not doing on the main roster right now. So, I know Dakota Kai is going to make Raquel Gonzalez like a million bucks. She's going to make her look great because Dakota Kai is excellent in that role. But does Dakota... I'm curious, though. I think Dakota Kai may take it, though. Um... Maybe. Maybe. But once again, we will... You know, uh, this may be the podcast we do predictions on, whatever the case may be, because obviously we, we are recording this ahead of time. Um... We see Indy Hartwell applying makeup to get her first date with Dexter Loomis. And then Gargano and, and Lorraine are discussing the plans. And then uh, John has to make this work for the family. I like how Dexter Loomis arrives at the house. And it's like they really do this whole first date type thing. And acts like Indy Hartwell is their daughter or stuff like that. And I thought actually this is actually um, kind of funny. I, actually, I thought it was actually entertaining. And then after they go on a date, Gargano says that... Um, they're going to follow them. So, now, me personally, I enjoyed this more than what the Gargant, you know, dinner time with the Garganos were like last year or two years ago when he had that little freeze and get angry shit going on. That was not. You act like that. That was last year. That was not that long ago. Oh, last year? Yeah, I, I wasn't feeling that. Yeah, 
when they were feuding with uh, uh, Mia, Yama, Kifu, yes, that was last year. Yeah. Exactly. So, I was like, well, let's see how this plays out. Because, first of all, I like this better than that, that whole Io Shirai and um, Zoe Stark's thing. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Hit Row is in like this band truck, and you know, uh, I hear these guys out here talking real spicy about what's been going on. And then, you know, uh, about how he took the grill out of Swerve. Now he said, you not only just disrespect Swerve, but you disrespect uh, Hit Row, you disrespect our culture. So he takes a luchador mask and he throws it in, the, in the, the burning fire pit. And uh, it's going to be something that. Um, I'm liking this rivalry already, even though I'm not gonna get my fatal four-way tag match that I want. But I'm like this. Uh, this this still be good. I I I just want to see Swerve taking on um, uh, Santos. I still think the, the, the four-way will happen. It, it, it's not gonna be a takeover though, because they, they already got their five matches. I mean, it's the end. So, so uh, <laughs> why uh, not? Huh? I said it's the end, so why not? Well, they 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 not acknowledging that. Il Dragoff comes to uh, uh, <laughs> watch 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 Vince come out one day like he did on uh. What did he do that for? He did that for. He did that for NWO. He came out and was like, hey, NWO is over. Yo, can you imagine Vince come out on NXT? No chance. And then just say, all NXT is fire. And I'm like, yo. He he did that for uh, ECW too. Yes. Please. We're not about to talk negativity right now. Uh, Yeah, Dragon said, no chance here in the CWC. Watch. Comes out to the ring for the first time. Says he's not a man of big words because he uh, where he comes from words mean nothing. Pain means something, and he's talking about fighting Walter, which is going to be a damn good match at Takeover Thirty Six. But then Pete Dunne uh, interrupts him, uh, and he says that he owes him a big thank you for putting NXT UK on the map, carrying the continent of Europe on his back. As uh, uh, he, he says, you know, doesn't get the, if it wasn't for me, he doesn't get to face Walter at Takeover. It wasn't for him, and he would have stayed in the UK. And we put Dragonoff in this place a long time ago. So, uh, Dunn wants a match for Dragonoff tonight, and he accepts. So, cool. Uh, we, we get LA Knight and uh, Cameron Grimes backstage. Uh, and you know, I, I didn't, I didn't see too much to say it, but we get LA Knight taking on Andre Chase. He beats him real quick. But after the matchup, DiBiase comes out there and says, "So you, you can do better. You deserve better. And I think you can actually beat." L.A. Knight. And L.A. Knight says, no, he had two chances, but here's the thing. I could be him a third time because third time's not a charm for him. I'm going to tell you right now, if I win, uh, he said, when I win, it he won't be my brother no longer. It'll be Ted DiBiase. And Ted DiBiase said he's a, he's a gambling man, so he takes he takes one of the best. So Cameron Grimes taking on L.A. Knight at TakeOver. And if Cameron Grimes wins, then he, he's free, but if not, DiBiase goes a brother too. Me personally, I would so, put this match. Wait, wait, wait. Go ahead. Wait, wait a minute. So either way, he's free. That's what it looked like to me. I don't know. They really didn't explain it too much. I guess DBS will be the butler also. 
But well, he said you could do better than him. You could, you could you can have me. So that means he's gonna. All right. I, 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 uh, look, look. Yeah. I, feel, I, I feel you. It's confusing me personally. I went to this match away so I can have a fatal four way tag team match. Yeah, I mean, we done seen it two times already. They, they uh, are telling this is the third one. So, that, that that's basically how it do. Uh, Gigi Dolan taking on. Uh, I, oh, my gosh. Amari, Amari Miller. That just I, does not sound like a championship name. It don't. It, it really don't. But she does win with the pump hand or crucifix pin. For the wins, uh, I was like, okay, cool. Uh, Indy Hartwell's on a date ordering a lot of food, uh, chicken fingers and calamari and all that stuff like that. Then they hear Johnny Gargano on the walkie-talkie, and she finds Candace near, near high by a table at the menu and tells um, Johnny to leave her alone while she's on her date with Loomis. Here's the thing. I think that Indy Hartwell is going to be the person that's going to have Loomis talk for the first time. Of course, he gonna be. Yeah, well, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> well, no, 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 go ahead. Say what you gonna say. He's gonna do what? He's probably gonna be like Otis, like oh yeah. No, well, first of all, I think he just go back to being Sebastian Shaw from Impact. Yeah, the creeper. He's a creeper now. Yeah, but he was more of a creeper then. Yeah, I'm just saying, but I mean, but we, we know he can talk. Do we? Yes. He can't. What word has he said in, in, in NXT? What word is canon that he said? No, I'm saying he's saying that in, in NXT. I'm saying he, so it's not canon. We don't. This is just like Kane. Kane. Kane showed that we know he can talk. Okay, well, I'm just saying she gonna probably give him a talk. He can't stay in mute forever. Oh, can he? Well, well, not if it's the end, like you said. But William Regal. Oh, if it's the end, he don't have to talk. He, he's gonna be over. He's gonna be future. You, I swear, you just fight being a headache sometimes because you just don't <laughs> like really. Uh, William Regal is in the ring with half the security guards and brings out Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, and he, he announced that they're actually going to be a two out of three falls, where Kyle O'Reilly picks the first simulation, Adam Cole picks the second, and then if if it goes needs to go to third, I'll pick the third. Kyle, so. So, um, no hose bar or street fight. Uh, I don't know. Submission only or uh, uh, tables. Uh, and then uh, the steel the, the the thing that he did with Gargano. I'm calling it. Okay, Nate. Let me reveal to you how this happened. Let me tell you how Kyle O'Reilly got shut down this whole segment. The, the, the crowd is not feeling cool, Kyle. I knew that. I told you that. Yeah, you, you did tell me that, but now it's it's apparent that, that they are not feeling cool, Kyle, at all. So, they, they call, they, they, they're chanting Adam Cole. So, Kyle O'Reilly, he gets on the mic. He says, you know, I could do a lot of things and pick, pick a lot of simulations, but you know what? That match for Great American Bash it bothers me and so the first match is going to be a regular pinfall submission only match singles match of course so then uh, Adam Cole says you know you're, you're real stupid and everybody was sitting there just like laughing at everything like that and he was saying like you know what the second fall is going to be a street fight of course 
course. And then he said, but it's not going to go to, it's not, don't, don't worry about what Regal's going to win it because it's not going to go to two falls. It's just going to be, uh, it's not going to go to three falls. I'm going to beat you 2 0. And he destroyed Colorado on the mic. Colorado said he's trying to get his words together and stuff like that, but Adam Cole destroyed him. And I was like, yo. This is not a good look for Colorado at all. He's trying not to get featured in there. <laughs> it says, oh, I don't give a shit about that. He'd be fine. Well, no. I, honestly, he's not even under contract right now. So it's like, you know. Exactly. Uh, so he eggs Colorado on and saying that, you know, you know, uh, Colorado says, you know, here's the street. He's for Regal White. He doesn't kill Cole right now. But you know what? Cole said he's proven time to argue for 13 years that he's better than Colorado every possible way. And he's going to, he, he beat him, uh, and, and the Great American match, it doesn't really matter. And Colorado will only be a footnote in Adam Cole's career. As he's the greatest NXT uh, wrestler that they, they ever had. And then, so he, uh, eggs Colorado on, so they start, they start brawling. And then when they bring it up, Rico's like, I knew this would come to this. And that's why the simulation for the third match will be. said War Games? Steel Cage. Uh, just a steel cage. Just steel cage. Not the not the one with the spikes on the top. Or yeah, the I was kind of hoping they would do like a fight pit, but no, it's just a steel cage. Wow. Just steel cage. Wow. And I'm like, yo, this is the same matchup. That, 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 that hold on. Um, I know it's hot, but I see you, you got your fan right there at the microphone. They got their, uh, they got, it's the same match from 2001, Triple H and Stone Cold. It's the same oh, match. Yeah. It's the same fucking match. I'm just like, okay, I thought it could be like a submission. And then, uh, of course, a street fight was going to be a part of it. And then I'm like, okay, I don't mind the cage, but I'm just like, but you're, I mean, actually, cage matches are cool. I'll say that, but. They are, but. It feels like they're overused, even though that they're not. But it just feels like they are. I would just like the fight pit. If the fight in Colorado, if it's the fight pit, the, the fight pit thing a little bit better. But that's what's going to be. Uh, Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa are sitting backstage. Oh, uh, they still a team. They still a team. Speaking of future endeavor, oh my god. <laughs> oh, I don't want to get rid of Ciampa. I like Ciampa. I don't want them to get rid of Ciampa, but. If this is the best he's doing, we might as well let this man go and be better. I agree, but you know, they 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 they're talking about they need um to beat up Ridge Holland and that's your challenge uh, Ridge Holland to a match probably next week. MSK uh cut a promo mocking Imperium and say that they they aren't ruining the division by inject injecting it with life. At the Imperium, Imperium wants some, they know where to find them. Breakout tournament, Trey Baxter, Tino Odyssey Jones, the, the semifinal. Odyssey Jones looks better in this matchup as he wins with uh, a throw up rock bottom, as they call it, or, or that's what the, or what, how they're describing it. So it looks like it may be Odyssey Jones and Carmelo Hayes for the final. Uh, Yeah. Pretty much. Because uh, next week is Carmelo Hayes taking on Duke Hudson. So I think, you know, Carmelo Hayes and Odyssey Jones may be it. And I, I, they may go with Odyssey Jones. I'm, I'm not sure. But I like Carmelo Hayes, though. I think they might go with Odyssey Jones because Carmelo Hayes has already been on TV. 
probably. But he was already on TV like a month or two months before the, the whole tournament. Okay. And then they try to bring him in as if we never seen him before. He done already fought Adam Cole and all. So. You're right. Michael Bivens comes out of William Regal's office with a smile on his face, and Regal just announced that so he, he the one that got him fired. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. No, that's just because that's, that's, his, his whole team was there last week. Now he only got him and uh, Roddy. Exactly. He's like, yeah, yeah. Get, get rid of all of them. Uh, he says, I got two big matches for, for next week. We got uh, Roderick Strong taking on Koshida for the Cruiserweight Championship and MSK versus Imperium for the Tag Team Championships. That's why I said there's going to be no fatal four-way. Um, Boa uh, with M- Mi Ying taking on Drake Maverick. Boa, who, who, uh, who is Boa? Huh? Who is Boa? You know, with uh, who, who, who comes out with Zia Lee? Oh, he actually wrestled. Oh, I didn't. I thought he was just a manager. No, oh, no, he, he wrestles. He he took he, he, he took on Drake Maverick. Uh, Maverick is on the outside and try to trips him up. Uh, he, to, wait, he took on Drake Maverick. Yes. Drake Maverick still works there. Yo, okay. I don't know how Drake Maverick did not get fired the second time, but he he is JT T T G Dodger right now. He probably don't answer the phone here. You know when you answer the phone. That's what they do. You don't answer. They keep you for some reason. It's like weird. I know. I don't get it. Uh, so he's on the outside, but then me like sprays like like spits this kind of mist powder in his face. I was like, okay, it wasn't a green mist, and then it was white and clear. And then uh, he, it's probably uh, okay. Don't don't do that. Uh, he a bull hits him with a head kick and wins the matchup. So we are back in in the restaurant. Uh, for the last leg of the the, the date, Gorgano shows up in a wig and a mustache as a waiter with cake. Eddie sees through through it and argues with Gorgano. Actually, slams the cake into Luma's face, and Johnny uh runs away as Indy eats the cake off his face. Okay. Yeah, I know. Package for carrying costs with small. Right, real quick, I, so is Loomis and Indy. And the Garganas, are they kind of like, for example, how Aquaman was in the Snyder Cut, that one scene? I'm trying to think of what scene you're talking about here. Oh, wow. I, my bad. I thought you meant. The one scene where he was like, um, should I choose uh, Hat A or, or Hat B? He was like, definitely not A. And he was like, all right, let me, uh, Hat B. And he was like, oh, let me see Hat A. a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like the little, little moment. Yeah, which is like, yeah, it's subtle, but it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. Main event time, Pete Dunne versus uh, Il Dragunov. And uh, this was a actually a dope-ass matchup. I thought, I really thought Dragunov was going to win because, you know, we get ready for wait. Walter. Wait, wait, he didn't win? No, he did not win, actually, yeah. because Walter, com- yeah. uh, Wal- Walter comes out. And it gives him a, a, a distraction. And at first, uh, he, he fights out of the bitter end. And then uh, he, he escapes with Dragon, uh, needs some runs, but gets caught with a forearm by Dunn again as Walter's out there standing there and gets the bitter end. And, get, and Pete Dunn gets the win. So Walter comes uh-huh. out to, to, to the ring, stares down Pete Dunn, and who just leaves. And then uh, I don't understand why. 
they did it this way. But uh, Walter Roseman's sleeves, as he's about to go beat up Dragunov, but then Dragunov uh, starts up uh, fighting back and then uh, knocks Walter out the ring and then and holds up the NXT UK Championship. And that's how it closes the show. Oh. See, I would have had him overcome the distraction and win because, I mean, you know, he is in contention to win the, the title. Exactly. So, yeah, you got to make him look strong, even if it's a distraction. But, you know, hey. What do we, we know, obviously right? know that they don't. We obviously know they don't care. So. Exactly. What the hell do we know? <laughs> um, yeah. Now it's time to move on to AEW Dynamite. It's Wednesday, and you do know what that means. Hmm. We'll get to him later. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we open the show. We, we have a, a tribute to beautiful Bobby Eaton. I'm glad they, they acknowledged him also. Uh, MJF is backstage with Warlow. He says he better get the, 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 job, the job done. He said, because did you lose to Cody in that cage match? And I was just like, yep. yeah, don't don't don't, don't be biased yep. about that shit. But yeah, um, so in the beginning of the matchup, we uh, well, first of all, it's already confirmed that Omega taking on Christian Cage is going to be for the world title at All Out. Ugh. Uh, I don't. I, we'll, we'll see. I don't. I, don't, I all, think it's something. There, this is one thing that I am not agreeing with. Um, AEW on, but I. We'll get to it. We start with a trio. I think they got something. They got something up their sleeves. I I tell you that. They better, or they gonna they 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 gonna face paint this shit hard. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, what you uh, also uh uh, uh hangman's not there though. Okay. Hey, he, he, uh, he, he he took a vacation. Mm-hmm. Vacation. So I'm telling you, he did. No, for real, he, he legit took a legit vacation. He's having a baby. Oh. oh okay. Oh. Okay. They might even have babies these days. Uh, <laughs> AEW World, Ch- Ch- uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks take on the team of Top Flight. Uh, or, uh, well, excuse me, not the team, the guy from Top Flight, Dante Martin, and the Seidel uh-huh. brothers, Mike, Matt and Mike Seidel. Yep. This yep. match got nothing to do with the damn Seidel brothers, okay? We, I, I've not seen, at all. I've seen Matt and do, fuck up all this kind of shit all the time. Man, my... It's all about Dante Martin. I was like, who is this mixed kid? Because I, I never watched Top Flight on Dark. You never seen them? Oh. I, I So I never really watched their full matches, but I do see the clips that they post on, on Dark. And, like, one of the one of the things he did when they were in Daily's place, it was like a, it was a legit sunset at the time because it was, like, during the day, so it was, like, that dust time. Yeah. It was a legit sunset. He did maybe the highest sunset flip with the sunset in the background. And that's and then they, after that, they kind of had him like showcase every week, <clears throat> do like a flip, flippy moves like that. Yeah, the, the the kid is gold. Okay, he goes around and he's doing some unbelievable athletic shit. I'm talking about when it comes to the diving through the. Room. I'm not talking about the simple high flying stuff. He's doing stuff like he's like no hands jumping on the ropes. And diving to the outside with complete balance. It reminded me of, like, Flip Gordon a little bit. Because I know uh, Flip Gordon, you know, uh, kind of does some shit like that also. And Somebody said he's, like, the, he's a, obviously he's a younger Ricochet, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. At, at first, I was just like, 
oh man, this guy. I was like, oh, first of all, he got one. He got one of them uh, bar ball brother froze. I was like, okay, oh, oh, he's definitely a mixed kid. <laughs> so uh, he, he he's going at it. Omega tries to get him in the uh, the one wing angel two different times, and he reverses it. I like how he, he got out the first one. I was like, oh, I can believe that. Then, then he gets another V trigger. And tries to put him in there again. He gets two out times of- is excessive, though. You said two times. I think him getting out of it two times was kind of excessive because he's you know just Dante Martin and you know this is the four championship at one time. Kenny Omega. You're right. The first time, I, I, you know, I, I, I took one of them away, but I, I know they wanted to just to show that this this kid keeps fighting. Though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he does get the one wing angel, and then they give him the more bang for your buck, and then uh, it's a wrap. They did it. They win the matchup. Awesome, awesome opener. And first of all, that whole jumping on the ropes with, with no hands and, and falling down doing a dive in Hurricane Rana, I was like, Mike, this kid is crazy. Is that the one where he jumped all the way up in the air and then landed on Kenny Omega? And- uh, yeah, that that one was like, that one was wild. That yeah, honestly, that stuff was was dope. Um. So after uh, afterwards, uh, Don Cox gets into the ring, grabs the microphone from Tony Schiavone, and then and then Christian Cage comes out. Okay. So uh, Christian Cage said, "You see, Don Cox said we got number." He says, "Yeah." We know you're number one, and we know that uh, you're going to have your title shot for All Out. As soon as he said that, CM Punk chant, CM Punk fan uh, uh, chance started showering the building, and I was just like, "That Don Callis, you know, did a good job. He talked, he, he talked over them, and uh, Christian Cage uh, said that you know, along with having his title shot, he's going to want to take on Kenny Omega." For the Impact Championship on on this Friday's Rampage. Mm-hmm. Here's my issue with that. Prime, can we be honest with something real quick? What's up? If this was WWE, we, we, we would get on them for having this old guy that gets two championship matches... And he just came in when we got all this other talent that, they, that we could be pushing. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, I know they probably got something up their sleeve, but here's the thing. They need a match with Kenny Omega to have it all out. If Adam Page is really having a baby, and they're probably not going to do CM Punk versus Kenny Omega right now because you don't want Kenny Omega losing yet because you want to hold off to the hangman thing. So they're going to have to do Christian Cage. So you mean to tell me Christian Cage, of all people, gets two ch- title matches and then... Me I don't pro- think I'm. T- I'm telling you, Christian is not going to be the guy for all out. But it don't need to be CM Punk it's, neither. It's not going to be CM Punk. It's either they give it an open challenge, and it's just the person with the bigger boss that's going to lose, or it's somebody like Darby who just accepts the open challenge. I think Darby's the one going up against Punk. Oh yeah. Well, whatever the case is. They can't do Christian versus Omega twice because that that's just that's stupid. for two you can't do different that. championships. Yeah, you can't do that. That's why I think they had. That's why I think they have something better up their sleeve. They they can't be that stupid. 
I about to say that, that's WWE level stupid about just having some old. It's like having Goldberg come back and win the Universal no, Championship. Not, first of all, that is not the same. You know what I'm talking about. First of all, Goldberg sells out more than Christian Cage does. Okay, Christian Cage is the better wrestler. We talk about match quality. Match quality is what they focus on the age of. That's what I'm saying. But once again, but Christian Cage is not a name. I mean, he's a name and he is name and impact, but Christian Cage is not a sellout name. He's not. I mean, compared to AEW, he is. Not sell out. Not sell out, but he's like, yes, Christian Cage, it it will make sense. You know. I mean, for the impact, fine. But it's like he he gets a a title shot on Rampage. And first of all, it's like, okay, they better not have Christian Cage win the impact championship. Yeah, I've been hearing people saying Christian would. I, I think the match goes to no DQ. They just like destroy him so bad to where he just can't fight. Like I think they destroy him. He he wins by DQ. They destroy him at Rampage, and then he doesn't have an opponent for a while. And then he sends an open challenge, or somebody comes out and challenges him, but they may still lose. But once again. If it, if it's somebody like Jungle Boy that comes out, wouldn't you be pissed? You already know Jungle Boy's gonna lose. Well, Jungle Boy, whoever whoever this is losing anyway. So why exactly? Did this let Christian lose then? I'll just say because why else would I you want? Just yeah, personally, I would have just had him lose that all out. But then when they put the other match, it's like you can't. You have it has to be something because you can't just do these two straight matches back to back. So it has to be something because if it's not something, some, like they're gonna get a lot of they're gonna be in a lot of trouble. They gonna they right gonna be in a lot of trouble. And first of all, if Christian was Impact Championship on Kenny Omega is gonna be a lot of trouble also because then yeah, that's what I say. I say he, I I personally would want him to win by DQ and then them beating him up all five of them, uh, destroying him after the match and then look, he can't compete. They, they shouldn't have made the shit at Rampage. To be honest with you. Well, yeah. Just let the thing all out happen because at least I, we, just, I, I don't I, mind seeing see, Christian oh. lose. So I mean, Christian won't be back in the rankings. But anybody you bring out for Kenny Omega, if it ain't CM Punk, you, you know, it's people gonna be crazy. Now, unless they do something huge like bring out Daniel Bryan, but once again, it doesn't matter because that has to be held for Adam Page. Adam Page so, is the, this. So, that's the oh. whole year long story. Yeah. So it has to be Adam Page. It has to be, but as well, he 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 is taking a vacation. Uh, so he's definitely not going to be at all out. I, I don't know if he'll be back in time for a uh, full year. So we don't know that if he'll be back in time for full year. But um, whoever whoever it is is losing. Anyway. Look, all I know is I'm trying to trust. AEW with all my with all the faith I have. I'm just saying. I'm trying to trust them too. I'm not. I'm not trying to think too deep into it because I've been reading a lot of stuff I read. It. I'm not. I'm trying not to uh, get not myself. Saying, the whole Christian Cage as for this impact thing that fucking bothered me, but it's cool. Uh, video package aired of TNT champion to TNT champion Miro. Uh, it's gonna be on Rampage on Friday. Uh. Then Darby Allen taking on uh, Red Death Dan- uh, Dan- Daniel Garcia. Uh, so, did, and, uh, who, who came out there with 2.0. So, I was like, okay, I, I don't know too much about this guy, but uh, 
he, he, was, he was pretty dope. But um, Darby Allen hits the coffin drop on Daniel Garcia, wins the matchup. They try to get involved. 2.0 tries to get involved. Sting kind of, you know, makes qu- qu- quick work for them. And then Darby Allen and Sting made 2.0 uh, a pay. And it looks like that, uh, well, first of all, your boy Jim Ross made, made, made the line about Darby Allen and Sting. Did you hear it? Which one? Because I have I have a line too that he's saying. Which one are you talking about? Darby Allen and Sting go together like sauce and ribs. Oh no, no, that's not the one. The one, uh, the one I I heard they, when they announced it was going to be Darby and Sting versus Two Point Zero in a tornado tag match. Can you imagine that, folks? Sting on dynamite in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Ross, that's so weird. I'm about, to, I'm about to say, look, yeah, in the ring. He's about, he's about, he's about to do his first, his first matchup in the ring. Uh, at least a dynamite. Uh, Death Triangle was backstage, and Phoenix and Pentagon didn't do for some reason. My hands are going up in quotations. Do not know why Andrade keeps trying to recruit them. I don't know. Maybe it's the heritage thing. Maybe it's the Mexican thing. I'm just saying. Maybe they was good and he wants good people on this side. You know what I'm saying? But sure, but no, but, but Pat don't like that. So uh, he said, you know, I'm easy to, he, he, he wants to fight with him. He's easy to find. So then we have another fucking trios match. This is one thing AW got to do better on. Um, best friends. I mean, I think uh, Rampage, they are going to announce trios titles. They probably should because. The, these trios matches, man. Best friends uh, with Ar- uh, Chuck Taylor, Orange Cassidy, and was it Wheeler y- Yata? Wheeler U- Yuta. Yeah, taking on the, the, the Hardy family office, which is Matt Hardy and Private Party. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, so is there a rumor going around that Matt Hardy about to have his fifth kid? Uh, <laughs> so let me tell you. When I tell you, Rebby, just like maybe two months ago or less, had a baby. Like, what is going on, y'all? Five kids. Like, does she want to be home with five fucking kids? Are you kidding me? I mean, she don't got nothing. Have you seen how they don't have no neighbors? (laughs) He said, no, bro, look, two kids wearing me the fuck out. He talked five. Yeah. Like, I'm like, you, you better hope they all in the wrestling. Because somebody come, so somebody paying this forward. <laughs> somebody paying this forward. I mean, forward. obviously, they, you know they all live in the same compound. You know Jeff lives there. <laughs> uh, uh, Jeff probably lives like two acres over. <laughs> so two he got acres his own over? Place. <laughs> Yo, can you, can, can you imagine DoorDash from Matt Hardy? Oh, my gosh. That would be hilarious. You have to go all the way two acres into the land and then turn left five acres. And you're almost there. Exactly. Is that about right to me? Um. So, uh, the, the, the match was pretty good. Uh, Yota, excuse me, uh, was fighting against the Isaac's against private party. They nailed Wheeler with the gin and juice. I've missed seeing that move. But Orange Cassie broke up the pin. Man, right, uh, took off a... Uh, Wheeler's head with a twist of fate and pin uh, Utah. So the Matt, Matt Hardy team won. Uh, so Matt Hardy looks to be a man who's counting his money, said Jim Ross. Oh. Dasha interviews Andrade and Chavo Guerrero. And look, 
it's about time. Nobody is liking these Andrade segments backstage. Andrade gets over in the ring. He has not had a match yet. So finally, they said all out it's gonna be Pac versus Andrade. Give it to me. It's gonna be great. Andrade has great matches with whoever he's in the ring with. And that's what we want to see from Andrade. This whole character backstage like this this Mexican cartel crime boss is not working out for me. Now you may have a different opinion. How do you feel about it? No, it's I think it's not the only reason it's not working because they are you can tell they're trying to hold off until other pay per view. Yeah. It's like if they would have if they would have did like a segment every other week, it didn't it, it could probably hold off until the pay per view. But with them doing it every week, reminding us that Andrade is still here, then it's kind of like, all right, we get it. It's it, you know, without you keep doing saying stuff without action. Uh, he, you know, yeah. Yeah, so I think him and him and Pac will have a great match. Him and Pac will have a great match. Uh, yeah. I, do you think uh, Ray and Pentagon turn on Pac, or do you think they just like, all right? Shit, I would. <laughs> I, it, look, it just it they just go with Andrade, but it's kind of like when uh they turned on Austin Theory in WWE mm-hmm. when uh, Andrade and um what's his name Hector Garza, I mean Angel Garza, it, 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 Hector, <laughs> Angel Garza turned on uh, Austin Theory. I mean, I'm not trying to turn to a race thing, but he's he was the white guy. Like yo, it's a it's a, it's a Mexican group. I'm trying to recruit them for a reason. So mm-hmm. and, and come on. Ray Phoenix, because first of all, Death's Triangle, I liked them, but they never made no sense to me. Death's Triangle never made sense to me at all. I was like, I always thought, I always classified them as just guys that like to flip that can also be Rufus. So I thought they were together because they were flippy guys. Yeah, but it, it also got to kind of make some kind of sense. You know, it, 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 but I'm like, why not have, and then I'm like, first of all, Pat can do better on his own. He don't need to be in no stable. Pat can do good on his own, but you got Lucha Bros as the tag team, and then with Andrade, that could be a damn good stable. And like I said, I just like to see those Mexican Luchador type stables. And like I said, I didn't mind Death Triangle, but it's just weird to me. So what they be? What they gonna be called? The cartel? <laughs> no, uh, we probably call them. You know, uh, damn, I say uh, LAX Part Three. Nah, they already got LAX. See what? They don't already have LAX, but they it's kind of almost in canon with Conan that Proud and Powerful is uh, yeah. Yeah, well, they LAX Part 2. They ain't the original LAX. Well, yeah, but well, well yeah. So I know. They can still bring out Homicide and Hernandez on you. Stop, oh, stop, like stop, stop. We're not bringing Supermax. No, we're not doing that. Uh, <laughs> the Galaxy's Greatest Alien, Chris Statlander, takes on the native beast, Nyla Rose. In a surprising matchup here where Chris Stanley looks pretty good. And she uh, hits a, a top rope powerbomb on Nyla Rose and a 450 and beats Nyla Rose. It kind of reminds you of when Beth Phoenix got, started getting pinned for the first time. Yeah, uh, they're trying to build up Statlander. now. She's still undefeated, I believe. Yeah. Young Bucks are backstage. You're talking about uh, next week, the match you can talk about. The source is going to be easy to lay up. Uh, Nick Jackson does the <laughs> most. Oh, my God. He, he does the most. Like rehearse layup just so Luchasaurus could block the shot, and then Jungle Boy comes and get, 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 get dunks on you know, just dunks the ball and walks off. So, um, 
I awesome. thought they were broken up. What the the, the, the junk uh, Jurassic Express? Yes. Not yet. It ain't at any time yet. I yeah, it is. It's been past time. No. Jungle Boy is way over than the rest of the two. No, no. And no. when you see him, when you see him by himself, you're like, yes. When you see junk, uh, both of them, you're like, eh. no. Because you, you, you know what? There was no Margot stunt. Thank you. That's the one that got to go. No, I mean, Margot. I like Luchas. I like Luchasaurus, but Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy in a team is—it's obviously like Lucha Boy. Uh, Jungle Boy is obviously like ready for singles push, and him still being with Luchasaurus and sometimes Margot Stunt still is—you know—kind of holding back a little bit. The Margot Stunt. I want. I'm over the Margot Stunt shit. Uh, Tony I'm gonna just tell you, I—I was not happy that. Uh, the Lucha Party Express, whatever, were the ones to challenge the young ones. I'd say I was not happy about that. Gotcha. Toysha Vines in the ring with Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, to talk about her <laughs> matchup. It's the hometown hero. I love this and did not like it at the same time. Okay. Uh, basically, pro- promoting her matchup with uh, Red Velvet and uh, for Friday. That's the part you shouldn't be liking. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, I, I, I'll get to it. Uh, she said, um, you know, uh, Ray, uh, Ray, you, you may have a glimmer of hope if you're wrestling me in, in any other city, but here in Pittsburgh, uh, in the main event this Friday on Rampage, you're not going to win. So if Ray comes out and starts attacking Britt Baker, and they, had to break, they had to break it up, so they're going to sell it on Rampage. Here's, here's the thing I don't like. Britt Baker is the heel. Mm-hmm. Now, we know she's in her hometown. I'm like, yo, just do the turn. Because every time they even mention Red Velvet, they booing her. And I'm like, y'all setting her up to fail. And y'all shouldn't be egging on. Because it's going to be in Pittsburgh. She's not, You're not going to boo Ben Baker in Pittsburgh. So, obviously, you, you got... Or at all, nowadays. Exactly. So, it's either like you do the turn or you do a Bret Hart type turn. Where Bret Hart's like, I'm only going to be a face in Canada. And she'll only be a face in Pittsburgh and hate everybody else it was because they're not playing her like a heel. They're playing her like a baby face. And when Ravel come out there and attack her, she looks like the heel. So, y'all need to, like, do the swap. But, like, because I, I just don't want to see... It's like, because we know Ravel was going to lose. But, I mean, they're going to be hype for Britt Baker on Friday. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be hyped for it. Uh, Impact. Yeah, I, I think, I think the Britt Baker thing would be like, she is a she acts like a heel, but she's really a face. If you know what I mean, like she still cheats, and and she still does all the healing stuff, but people just like her, so she's kind of just organic. Like Stone Cold or Rock. Kind of, yeah, kind of like how Becky was, because Becky was still cheating them last, you know. Yeah. Becky was still cheating in matches to win and all that kind of stuff. She's still being more aggressive and beat people up after the bell and stuff, and then uh, she and she kind of just kept it, you know. Mm. Uh, Impact World Tag Team Title Match: The Good Brothers take, uh, taking on Dark Order, Evil Uno, Stu yeah. Grayson, which I think that's one of the best teams in the Dark Order. Had a great matchup. Yeah, it was the, it was the it's the original. It's the the one that started it. Exactly, and it, it, it had a real good matchup with him. But then Stu Grayson gets caught on the uh, the, the top rope and gets the magic killer by them, and then they win the matchup. So I was like, well, I don't know what the impact t- tattoo titles off of them, but 
That was a uh, that's pretty good. Probably a uh, New Japan team or something. Then we got Toshivai in the ring with QT Marshall in the factory. Worst faction in AEW. Yeah. Oh. It's on the level of JBL's cabinet. Ooh. Would you agree or disagree? I don't know. I haven't seen enough of it. Uh, first of all, I'm going to tell you right now, this is me saying this over the Dark Order. Worst faction in AEW. So then, Dark Order had good more. You don't like the Dark Order just trash overall. No, like, I, did, good... I did say I, said, I don't like the Dark Order. The Dark Order sucks, but they're better than the QT Marshall in the factory. This is yeah. It's the worst faction in AEW, and it needs to be over with. Okay. Especially at the Cody Rose, uh, at the Cody Rose, at the Cody Rose retired uh, Anthony Agogo. Is, is, oh shit! Where the hell he been? <laughs> Don't Cody Yo, Rose. Want to say yo, where he been? Okay, you right. Uh, so then, uh, and people said, and people said Cody Rose put him over. How? Yeah, I about to say I ain't I ain't seen him since. Uh. So, Kijuar said, Tony got his worst twist that he should apologize to him. And Tony Stone was sitting at ringside. I was like, oh, that's who Tony Stone looked like? So, he, he brings up to the ring, and then Tony is screaming for Tony. He said, I apologize, damn it. But uh, Kijuar says, you know what? It's not, you know, apologize except he gives him a diamond cutter. Oh, uh, excuse me. Oh, don't do this. He just hit him with a stunner. <laughs> First of all, I'm mad he called it a stunner. I'm mad QT Marshall's actually using a diamond cutter with the diamond cutter pose. Fuck that guy. So uh, Yeah, I think I, I don't want to speculate that this is leading to DDP coming back, but he was trained by DDP, so there is a story there if they want to use it. I don't care. I don't I don't care about QT Marshall. Uh Big Show comes out, no more BS. And just First there. of all, this is not <laughs> the person I wanted to come out. Uh, this is the, I don't I I take I do we do not need a big I knew he was gonna wrestle eventually but I do not that this is like just this is this kills everything I do not want to see a QT Marshall versus Big Show match I just don't who do you want to see him face I mean if it was QT QT I would rather see him fight somebody else I don't want to see him fight the Big Show. I don't want to see QT fight nobody. Be honest with you. I, I'm like, I mean, yeah, but if like it, you know, some people can make the match look good. Like if he's if mm. he's fighting somebody that can make the match look good, okay. Big show. All right, whatever, man. I'm not even excited for it. I got you. But but I don't know if you noticed. I never listened to his theme song before, but he has the whale in there too. He do, but nothing else. By the same singer. Oh, okay, that's dope. It is dope, but I was like, because I was like, well, oh, however he's there. I don't know, okay. Well, and as he gets into the ring, he's staring, he's staring a hole right into QT Marshall. QT Marshall, yeah, QT Marshall could have been like to Texas by then, as slow as he got yeah, in. I, he could have been, but he throws Aaron Soul to Paul White, and then he just gives him a choke slam. He just keeps staring down QT Marshall. So I hope, oh. I hope that's not all out. I really hope. Just put that shit on Evelation and call it a day. Just put it on Rampage and just be done with it. Fine. Top, main event, Fire Labors of Jericho, Chapter 4. The, uh, Jericho taking on Warlord with MJF at ringside. To be honest with you, I was not as... I, I, I really got not less invested 
with the labels of Jericho. I enjoyed the first one. The first one was cool. Well, it, it, Sean Spears, okay, I got it. And then uh, Nick Gage. I thought that was creative. Bring him in a death match. Then they, they brought in Hoovy. I thought we were going back to Lionheart, but we kind of didn't. And I was like, and they, they, they messed up and, and the juice was not loose. And I was like, okay, so we, we, we're losing steam here. And then instead of having Big Show or somebody like that, we get Warlord. Because I'm like, why does he have to lose? I don't want to see Warlord lose because you knew he was going to have to lose. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's beating his ass throughout the most of the matchup. Uh, even even when he has to watch Jericho and Warlord, uh, MGF goes and rakes the eyes. Audrey Hepper does not see it, obviously. But Jericho, as reference distracted, Jericho takes his bat. Uh, what's the bat's name again? Uh, Floyd. Floyd. And then he just goes and hits Warlord with, with Floyd. And then it's a Judas effect on him. And then wins the matchup. So... Afterwards, here comes the Pentacle start to attack Chris Jericho. They beat him down. MJF uh, gets himself with an arm bar, Fujiwara arm bar. And then he comes up there and says, okay, the fifth labor, which is him next week, is that there is going to be no Judas effect. There's going to be no Judas song. You're coming out here to straight silence, which you already know everybody's just going to sing it regardless. So it's like, you know, it's just to show how over Jericho's doing it with. There's going to be no juice effect as if he does not have, like, 13 of the finishing moves, but sure, whatever. And I'm like... Uh, he goes, well, yeah. The walls are the code breaker, which he... Or the lion saw. Oh, no. Not as a finisher. I, I, I would. So, that, and that's the match next week, and I'm just like, all right, Whatever. Uh, I still think he uses it, obviously. Yeah, I'm just saying, and I'm just like, oh, they probably got to do this match at All Out. So I'm just like, there's probably going to be some screwy finish to it and to the point where they come up with another thing to have it all out. So I, that's, that's what I'm guessing. But right now, that was AEW for this week. Prime, what show did better, NXT or AEW? Uh, from what I heard from NXT... The, uh, the India, the India, the Indy Hartwell story sounds fun, so I might say NXT, but AEW did good. AEW did had a good show, but it's like stuff I just didn't care about. Bruh. I didn't care about QT Marshall. I didn't care about the random tag team matches. I, so I, the only thing I cared about with AEW this week was Dante Martin in the beginning yeah. and. I, they really didn't do too much build for All Out or Rampage. Other than, and I was everything else to me, I really got annoyed with. Because to, to me, A-Day was not the, the better show. I enjoyed NXT more. They had a better main event. I did like the Indy Harwell and Dexter Lumen stuff. I did I did like how they were furthering more of their story going into TakeOver 36. And they just had better matches. AEW was kind of like coasting this week. I mean, everybody's going to coast, but... Uh, yeah. I think it, they're coasting this week. To, I think they're coasting till Rampage this week, and then next Dynamite they will coast to Rampage because that's the Chicago show. And then I think after that Rampage is when they're gonna start picking it up. That I, I you know, I hope you're right on that one. Well, guys, that is our uh, uh, Wednesday Night War. So make sure you guys come uh, if you listen to the podcast. Make sure we're gonna move on and finish out the podcast for you. 
But if you listen to this on YouTube, make sure you guys like, subscribe, and share. And stay tuned. Hit the subscribe button for our uh, AEW Rampage review. So, obviously, we're going to be doing that Friday night. That should be, And that should be out Saturday morning. So, uh, I'm going to make sure I do that. I'll make that out Saturday morning because we got to see what's going to be going on Rampage. I hope they change the set a little bit. I hope they kind of make it feel like it's a different show opposed to Dynamite. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm as hard as I am on WWE about this shit, I'm going to be on AEW about this shit also. Because yeah, I hope it, they give it like the one, the one tunnel in the middle, like the, everybody gets the Cody entrance or something like something different. I don't. It's just because it, it, it feels too even, TNA. Even, even Thunder changed from Nitro. Yeah, so we'll see. Ho- hopefully, they have a new set. Maybe it, it can be easier since they got a different show. Got it. It can be a different set. But then again, I thought for the pay per views, it'll be a different set when it's slightly the same. So, uh, I will see. All I know we'll is, that, to me, if it's called Rampage, why not have it like the game? Just have a destroyed city in the background. Hmm. Yeah. Like the game Rampage, just have the, the destroyed buildings with the, you know uh, a giant monkey. Yeah, well, you gotta have the animals in there. You gotta have the, either the monkey gator or like that. We, but you could just definitely have. I think it's gonna be electric. Electric. They they obviously have like a, an electric uh, theme mm-hmm. or a lightning type of thing. So I think it's gonna be more of lightning type of stuff in the you know in the little video. Okay. Or the screen or whatever. You know. Well, we we, we see how it plays out. So once again, it's the NC a place we chose to say the and not Deion Sands of primetime. All right, and the Nerd Coalition is out. All right, guys, so now that was the Wednesday Night War for this week. Uh, Make sure you guys check out me and Primetime's Rampage review that we did, along with our SmackDown review and so on. So uh, this is going to be a loaded week of SummerSlam and wrestling content coming out to you guys this week. So make sure you guys have subscribed to the channel. Make sure you guys check out for the podcast. Podcast will be up next monday hopefully also because we got a lot of stuff to do for the weekend everything like that and uh it should be a good week it sh- I- i'm hoping it's a good week of wrestling because you know what it ain't even about summer slam this this week it ain't even about uh takeover 36 you know what it's about this week prior oh is it about this guy is seeing punk presumably supposed to be yes <laughs> did you, did you see that clip? say what did you see that clip which one? He, which he, you talking about the one he put the, the thing about Ring of Honor out on Friday the Thirteenth? No, the uh, the NFL. The yes, NFL, I did see that clip. Oh, yeah. Yo, he yeah. shutting the world down. Everybody is waiting to see. Yo, I swear, y'all, if y'all fuck this up, AEW, I'm returning all your shit. <laughs> if they if they mess this up, I'm telling you, Lord. Uh, but yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, make sure you guys uh, stay tuned for our content. Check out spacesfilly.com production where, where production company we are part of right here helping out black podcasts here in Philly. And make sure you guys check out the content we have on the Lulu and Pop Plus One, Lulu and Pop Horror Show, Both Sides, Market Dark Show, and of course uh, Doing Business with Mark Randall. Check out the Nerd Coalition stuff on there as well. The No Gimme See the Wrestling Podcast, Nerd Gas with Talk Podcast, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture, and Beyond, Drunk Thoughts. And also make sure you guys uh, check out all of us on all the podcasts. As from Google Play, uh, at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, 
Check out the snippets that we put up on YouTube. You guys watch it on YouTube Premium. Check out my main man, Prime Time, the Prime Nostalgia Podcast. Check out also the Prime Conversations. Check out my main man, Q Flow, on the war drum and all his musical stuff that he's been doing. New music about to drop soon, he, he has told me. And that's why he hasn't been on the show recently. I'm trying to get Q Flow back on this show, man. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, so. Make sure you go, go check all that great stuff out while I get ready to probably go back out to, to, to the DoorDash world because I want to get this new Sting jacket that just came on AEW shop. Have you seen it yet, uh, Brian? I have not, but you know what I have seen? What? I've seen, I've seen Jim Ross's new shirt. And you do know what that means. It's it's such a it's called it's, it's Slobberknocker AF. Whatever that's supposed to mean. <laughs> that sounds great. That sounds great. That sounds great. Oh, uh, well. Alright, guys. So we have another podcast. We'll see you next week. Hopefully we'll talk more about CM Punk, SummerSlam, and take uh, it's gonna be so much it's gonna be another loaded podcast next week. So once again, this is NC the place to be channel twenty Mr. A and D and not Deion Sanders for Primetime. All right, y'all. Keep it real. All right. Oh, you changing it up there, huh? And yep. And the Durko uh, Q Flow, wherever you are at, buddy, take us out. We'd like to remind you that the world as we know it would not exist without the number zero. Which is why, at Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. Even with no sugar, it packs all of the bold citrus kick Dew Nation knows and loves. It's so good, you have no reason not to try it. As in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar. All Dew.